call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Nearly just died falling down the stairs <laughs> moments ago. I hate to laugh, but uh, also I don't, so... Anyway. <laughs> Ugh, at least I wasn't holding the baby. Jeez. Well, yeah, I wouldn't hope for that, but uh, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hope for you falling down the stairs. I would just chuckle if it happened. How about that? I don't. That know, sounds man. too mean. I, yeah. th- that hasn't happened in a long time. You know that feeling that, like, for a split second, you think that you're going to die. It's been a really <laughs> long time since I've experienced that. Yeah, only at the top of the stairs, I guess. <laughs> um, I do have a little bit of news. On the Streamlabs stuff, not much. Uh, first of all, it seems like the audience is content to leave Streamlabs. I did not have any impassioned pleas to stay there. So we will bail on Streamlabs. Tippy Stream will replace it. Links atop the description if you would like to use Tippy Stream. And um, who knows how long we'll last there because that's some European stuff. And uh, I wouldn't put much faith in their Re-ease. standards. Not, not the greatest name, but at least for now, we're welcome there. So that will be the Streamlabs replacement going forward, at least uh, for the immediate future. And as if we needed any more proof that Streamlabs is just making it up as they go along. So Frank over at Quite Frankly, in the exact same situation that we were, banned at the exact same time, bought Prime at the same time for the same reasons. Although we hadn't communicated with each other until after all this happened. So we were on the exact same mental wavelength and did the exact same things. They didn't tell him until days after us that he was also banned for nebulous terms of service violations, but they did refund his money. Hmm. So they refused to refund us, but they happily refunded Frank because there are no standards here. Just make it up as you go. It depends on who you talk to. Was it Marie? I don't know. I don't know if it was Marie, but uh, Streamlabs is just uh, they're just rolling dice to decide policy, I guess. And um, other than that, I have been in touch with uh, with other YouTubers who have who are in the same boat and there may or may not be some efforts to get some legal help. But there's no more news on that front. So uh, but that's where we stand with Streamlabs. Anyway, uh, you guys know the rules if you've been here for a little while. If not, rules are in the YouTube description. Um, And uh, of course, we'll take a break every half hour to catch up with Super Chat on YouTube and now Tippy Stream. And if Trovo and DLive allow it, I guess I'll check in there, too. Who knows what's going on on that front? And then the other uh, piece of news. So from this point forward for for questions, if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, you're having trouble getting in live. Of course, we've always taken email questions, but now to streamline that process a little bit, the only place we'll accept emailed questions there's a form on the website and it seems like everybody's using that anyhow so good for you guys appreciate that uh com slash contact there's a call-in show question form just submit your question there through the form and that keeps things clean and efficient for us and we'll respond to those in the last segment of the show anything else before we hop into the callers nope okay luna vc is up first luna you there Yep. 
What's on your hello? mind? Luna? Oh, you, hi. Hello. How you doing? Oh, we're good. What's on your mind? Oh, sorry. Uh, yep. First time calling in, so I didn't, I didn't realize it was used to. How, how you doing? Good. How are you? We are well. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, I just had a question for Blonde, actually. Um, mm-hmm. I've been watching your uh, interviews that you've been doing with uh, uh, all of your guests, and I just had a couple of recommendations for your next one. Um, sure. Uh, Better Bachelor joker i don't know if you watch his channel but he does a talks a lot about the current dating scene and everything like that that would be a good one um what about um adam green from no more news i like adam green and what about uh christopher john bjorkness that's a good idea too yeah yeah there you go and i'd like to have black pilled on but i have no way to contact him uh he's living out in the desert i believe Um, oh yeah yeah uh uh, and that's it, really. Um, oh, what about Steve Franson? I think he's from uh, Montana, right? Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I should contact him. Yeah. Thank you for the suggestions. Those are all good. Yeah, that was it, really. Just uh, it was. Uh, I enjoyed the show and uh, enjoyed the interviews, and that was it. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, man. Appreciate thank it. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Okay. See you. All right, Mama. By the minute, we heard from Mama. Was it last week or a couple weeks ago? But Mama, if you're if you're listening, hop in the uh, one of the waiting rooms. I don't see you in there. I'll, I'll pull you in if uh, we can get you in there. Same for anybody who's uh, coming up list uh, coming up in the queue here. Uh, if you are up soon, hop in one of the waiting rooms so I can grab you. Ovo Brady is up after that. Ovo Brady, you there? Hey guys, what's going on? Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Hello? What's on I'm your mind? Glad to be back. Um, you know, honestly, I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm just sitting down, uh, eating dinner. I got done with class and I really don't, I didn't really expect to be this uh, close to the top. Um, Lucky but, you. uh, I, I do want to say, I really like the new set. Uh, it looks really well, thank good. Thank you. I Appreciate like it. it. You put a lot of effort into it and your wardrobe is as good as always. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't switch too many things, dude. I can't mix new yeah. flannels into a new set space. I know. You got to do that I, over time. Although I might go flannel shopping sometime soon. You never know. I did recently and I picked up some flannels and maybe I was inspired by you. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I was subconsciously thinking. Of I know. It, I'm, but, I uh, still got to, I got to find a, a flannel manufacturer who wants to make. I know. I, I need to keep my line. ear open, dude. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, I'll leave you on this. Um, I know dangerous spaces is going after me, but um, if I can just give him a word of support. He's been really cool with me mm-hmm. uh, over the past couple months. He's been really uh, communicative as far as uh, how the show is working and like how to get on the call and show. And um, right. I wasn't even in the, I wasn't in a waiting room and he messaged to me right before you guys put me on. And he was like, Hey, yo, you're like f- f- first, you got to go in the waiting room, dude. And so <laughs> uh, I just want to give a shout out to him. He's been real cool. And yeah, you guys did a real good job finding him. Well, he really found us. I mean, he just he he wanted to be helpful. And of course, I'm not going to turn down help where it's offered. And he's doing all those yeah. little things that we can't really do while we're running the show. So I appreciate it because as I'm sure you maybe was your experience calling in and using discord to someone who's not really discord savvy is not exactly yep. super intuitive. It's kind of weird, but it's the best system that we have. So he's doing yeah. Yeah, we appreciate what he's doing to help people become familiar with it a lot yeah so i missed your video this morning so i think i'm just gonna go watch that now <laughs> okay cool well i hope you enjoy Thank it you. and thanks for checking it out 
Yeah, thanks for having me, Appreciate guys. It. I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Yeah, have a good night. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. Mama, did Mama hop in? No, I don't see Mama yet. So, yes, Dangerous Spaces is up next. Dangerous Spaces. Right. You're up near the top this time. Yeah, I know. I'm usually so far down. I, there was like two months there that I was pretty much always at the end. So, well, yeah. if, as I'm sure you just heard, there were a lot of there was a lot of praise for your assistance with the audience. So, once again, we appreciate that. Yeah, no, that's cool. I'm ha- happy to do it. Really, I quite enjoy it, quite frankly. So, um, and I have I have tried to start noticing when people aren't in the waiting room and they're right at the top. I'm like, just to remind you, you need to hop in so that they can pull you in because otherwise you might miss your call and, and so on. Yeah, man. It's so, a big help. Thank you. No worries. Uh, speaking of which, no, let's not do that while I'm on there. I'm going to say, is mama by midnight? She's not. No. Um, anyway, I just wanted to uh, bring up something I saw, I think, yesterday uh, or maybe a couple of days ago um, where <laughs> – I just want to see if, uh, if you can guess what game they're talking about. There was a guy in Illinois, I think, some form of government. I don't know what, what he is. But he wants to have a ban- a game banned because there's been an increase in carjackings. I saw this. so I, What I, game? I, I, can't, I shouldn't guess because I know what it is, but maybe Blonde. Is it can... Grand Theft Auto? Ding. There you yeah. go. Yeah, that's what... And, yeah, and, and, it's in Chicago specifically. So because there are there's an increase in Chicago carjackings, Grand Theft Auto, actual Grand Theft Auto, not the game, that sort of stuff. Car-related crimes. We got to crack down on the video games, which is interesting because there hasn't been a new Grand Theft Auto game since 2013. Yeah, yeah, that was when 5 came out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and to, I mean, to be fair, a Grand Theft Auto Online has been running pretty much since it came on. Yeah, so I guess they do them, add on, but... Yeah, it makes them massive amounts of money. So, uh, admittedly, it is current still. Yeah. But I, I heard that, fair. and I'm like, dude, did we go back to, like, the 90s? What's going on? Uh, what is this guy's... What are the... What is this guy's politics? Who's... So, what, well, I guess, who is the person proposing the ban? How would he propose to do it square with the First Amendment? And what is his political persuasion? Do we know that information? I haven't looked into the story. Uh, no, I, I just kind of saw it just before I okay. I hopped on, so I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm going to speculate um, that he's a he's a he's a Democrat. Let's see, he's in Chicago, so that's a pretty good bet. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just seeing if I can look it up now. Politician uh, ban Grand Theft Auto Chicago. Here we go. Uh, oh, you, someone mentioned Jack Thompson in this article. I haven't heard that name for a while. A bill proposing a ban on GTA and other violent video games was uh, prompted by a rise of carjackings in and around Chicago. The Chicago Sun-Times is reporting that following a rise in carjackings, Illinois State Representative Marcus C. Evans Jr. is proposing a ban on the sale of violent video games. Um, okay, well, I, I, I guess I shouldn't have even asked how do you square this with... Uh, with first with the first amendment because it doesn't look like he's attempting to do that okay here we go there's some discussion of of the legality in this article there were legal attempts to do this in the past those laws were repeatedly struck down as unconstitutional and when the state of california governed at the time ironically by arnold schwarzenegger you got to be very careful with that last name i've realized 
<laughs> took the matter to the Supreme Court of the United States. It lost again in 72 ruling. The court declared Brown v. Entertainment Merchants Association that video games, like other media, are protected by the First Amendment. Mm. So how do they intend to do this? Well, yeah, you'd think so because, it, I mean, people might scoff at this, but it is an art form technically. And I, as far as I'm aware, haven't they normally sided on the idea of art forms being First Amendment protected? I don't know. I would I would like to hear the other side of this that that um, like what would be the distinction between say video game violence and movie violence? Yeah, or movie violence, book violence, anything really? Yeah, yeah. Um, they they it, had a they had a they've had a play where they stabbed the current United States of America, like not Biden, just whoever happened to be. You know, mm-hmm. they've had things like that, and I'm sure they wouldn't ban that. So yeah, would be an interesting question. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I obviously I think certain states have laws about uh, about who can buy mature rated video games and things like that. Yeah, I mean something like something like that's uh, probably technically against the First Amendment still, but that one makes a little more sense of of you know. Yeah, well, that's that's just a question too of when when are your rights? When do you realize your rights as an individual? Because we we don't right. like for example, we don't protect the first, uh, the Second Amendment rights of five year olds. We don't let them go buy guns at stores. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't. I, I wouldn't think that that would necessarily be uh, be any sort of constitutional problem. But I would like to hear the other side of this. Why is this? Are the people sponsoring this bill or opponents of video game violence? Why would this be? constitutionally square how is well it how could they ever square? prove causation anyway well yeah, yeah that's <laughs> i haven't even considered that the idea that chicago chicago was a land of peace and prosperity until everyone played grand theft auto and then it went haywire seven yeah, years after really. the release of the game yeah hmm. and that is the thing that you look at the release date and go come on really you're going with that i think it's just the typical political move of we don't want to have to admit that we can't deal with it um and so uh you know we got to find something else to blame i think is just the i I would i would actually be comfortable speculating that if you deleted video games that crime in chicago would increase because you have just (laughs) taken away a common pastime for yeah. Uh, yeah young males who are, are about, yeah. yeah 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 the the exact demographic that is also likely to commit violence yeah but anyway all right any anything more to say on this uh no i don't think i, I probably should let you go although i do have a quick question blonde when you fell down the stairs did you I did it quite because i i did hit I, a wall yeah <laughs> oh i hate that i did that once at a new house where we hadn't put carpet in yeah. And the stairs were still a bit slippery because, like, dust from, you know, um, building and stuff had fallen down. So I slipped, I fell down, and this was one that turned the corner as well. Yeah. It was a bit uh. weird. And fell down, got to the end, and just whacked into a wall right at the yeah. bottom. That was not, yeah, it's oh, not fun. Oh, jeez. Were you okay? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, yeah. But it's not fun. It's not a fun thing to do. You don't, you don't want to make it a regular thing. So. <laughs> All right, man. Well, anyway, thank you. Uh, thank you for helping out the people who need help. And thanks for the call. No problems. You guys have a good night. Hey. You as well. Caesarian pizza up after that. Mr. Pizza, what's on your mind? Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Good. We how are, are you? Well, how are you? Oh, I'm bummed out. Why is that? What's going on? Oh, um, uh, 
it's not important. I, 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 I wanted to call on maybe I can cheer myself up by talking to you guys. Sure. I hope everything's going well. Uh, well I'm fine. Uh, I'm a little nervous now. Well, well we, you know, you, de- you definitely would never want to mess up the call-in show. That would be. Oh, yeah. It's super important. It's, it's high <laughs> pressure. No, it's, you're good, man. What's um, uh, what, what's uh, I guess I should. I wasn't really sure what to talk about today, but I will ask, did you get my email today? Uh, I, I, I'm sure I did, but I'm not caught up on my emails. So you'll have to let me know what it was about. Uh, about that police guy who hunted down a creep who had taken a girl. Hmm. Taken a girl. You mean like a, a minor? Yeah. She was like out of school. Went to like the dollar general and picked her up. Yeah. Uh, he was grooming her and stuff. Okay. And he, what happened? Well, he I, was caught or something? Oh yeah. Red handed. How so, was he caught? Good detective work. Like the video I, sh- I sent you, uh, he, he goes to the school, goes to the Dollar General, then gets more clues. And it was a really interesting video. And then he finds the dude. The guy, he pr- practically signed his name to it, though. But good work. Good police work is good police work. And uh, So was, did I anything happen to the girl? Or did they get there before anything bad happened? The only thing to, to be concerned about was that when he asked the police asked her, what was up? She said her stomach hurt. Hurt. So I'm sure she, she was drugged. Or well, I can't be mm. sure, but I'm assuming. Mm. But I sent that um, to like maybe perhaps the ACAB people can see something like that and uh, shut the fuck up. The all cops are bastards. People that anti police people. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like defund the police. Oh, okay, and then there's a girl who's missing. Well, yeah. it, defund the police, it, it never quite works out. I mean, they, they, they've already backed off of it in Minneapolis, uh, places where they've tried. I, I know in Baltimore they've been doing it. It hasn't really worked as far as their murder rate is concerned. It's just um, it's um, it's a public showing. It's a it's a platitude. It doesn't really. Yeah. Nobody has defunded the police into a prosperous city. I've yet to see that. And I personally have my ass beaten by cops. Mm. And uh 10 years of my life taken away from me because of dishonest police. And I still see the need for them. 10 years? Are you saying you went to prison? Uh, No, I dealt with probation for 10 years. Oh, you were wrongly accused or what? Um, what had happened was, and I didn't do, I did do, do, uh, the misdemeanor you know, criminal mischief, but mm-hmm. I certainly didn't do the bat Leo or resisting violence. Mm. They like to tack that on every once in a while. Oh, that's weak. Criminal yeah. mischief, yeah. the most adorable of all charges. <laughs> How <laughs> mischievous was it? I, if, if it's private, you don't have to share, but uh, if you'd like to no, share, I again. just the bike at a van window after I fell off of it. Cause I was upset. I fell off a bike. You were on probation for 10 years for that. Well, Probation is a trap, let me tell you, because they don't give a shit about you and they will violate you at the drop of a hat. But some of those violations were my fault and some of them were just circumstance. What what role did the van play in this or was the van just there? Oh, I was was just there. I'm like, 
Oh, okay. I fell off the bike. The wheel fell off. The front wheel fell off. Actually, I was trying to do wheelies. Drunk. Like, <laughs> was it a parked van or a, a dr- like somebody driving by? It was in the middle of the night. It was parked. Oh, okay. All right. Anyways, well, something yeah. had to pay. It was the van. I, I guess. I never blamed any of that on my race. I just like thought, you know, there's just some bad apples, you know. And what race is that? Uh, Black Arican. <laughs> That's an interesting Black one. Black Well, do you feel like do you feel like that played any role in the uh, application of justice in your case? Oh, I had the same judge who sent my brother at sixteen up for twenty five years was huh. my judge as well. So I don't know about race there because that guy was a good old boy for sure. Huh? Did your brother do anything? Uh, he pled no contest. I don't want to go there. Sure. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I'm glad I'm glad that you're able to look past your own case too and to see obviously that a police free society or a society in which we don't protect each other's rights is uh, not the route to go. Well, you know, serving the little time in county made me realize that there are people who deserve to be there for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, well, thank you for the call, man. And I hope, uh, I hope everything goes well. And, uh, I, I hope that, uh, whatever's going on improves. You can only hope. Sure. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, man. Have Bye. a good night. Good night. Let's see. Swift is up next. Swift, you there? Let him hang out a second. Uh, remoted, remote medic is up after that. Tim, you there? Remote medic Tim? Yes, sir. What's on your mind? Hey, guys. I figured I'd give you a break from the usual political talks and uh, blonde. I understand that you're a big fan of gross medical stories. Yeah. All right, so, I mean, fair trigger warning to anyone with a weak stomach before I begin. Uh, but so one time I was uh, working in an African ER in Tanzania on uh, late one afternoon. I had a gentleman who walked into the ER with some bloody bandages wrapped around his hands. Uh, I approached him and asked him, you know, like, hey, how can I help you? You know, I was just assuming he, you know, cut his hands, you know, while farming or whatever. Uh, he turned to me and as calmly as can be, uh, he told me he had been in a machete fight. Then he extended out his hands to show that he was holding his fingers. Uh, oh and my god! Holding his fingers like, were they severed or were they attached? Yeah, uh, yeah, he still had like two, maybe two and a half fingers connected. Okay, um, but the rest of them were just kind of like in his wrapped up bloody bandages. Um, <sighs> uh, one yeah. hand, both hands. What are we? What are we talking about here? No, his hands were kind of cupped, like how you might do if you were trying to drink water. Yeah. And he was just sort of like sandwiching his fingers in there. But fingers, the damage to the fingers was both or one, like one hand or both hands. Oh, it was both hands. Both hands. Like I said, uh, between his two hands, he still had maybe two and a half fingers. Oh my God. I I didn't, I didn't sit there and count. I just sort of grabbed him. Yeah. yeah. I thought you meant two and a half were like severed. You're talking, they were pretty much all gone. Yeah. Yeah. That makes like what? Seven and a half. Yeah. (laughs) in, In his hands. 
So yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, as just being a medic, you know, I can't re-sew hands. So he had to go to the OR and have a, you know, a big boy doctor do that. Then the rest of us just sort of loaded him up with antibiotics and some analgesia. Uh, I'm, I'm never forgetting gonna forget how chill he was about the whole thing. Um, hmm. I, t- I, I can hear my find- fingers. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I tend to find folks in developing nations have an impressive level of pain tolerance. Um, yeah. And he they claimed have to have he won dental the... surgery without anesthesia. Right. Yeah. And he claimed he won the fight also. In case, you know, that's <laughs> relevant to anyone. What does that mean? The other guy's See dead? See the other guy. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I guess like the, well, that guy got his fingers. He got the other guy's face. That's, you know, that's what I could gather. Okay. Did he, uh, uh, was there an explanation of what the fight was over or why? You know, I never thought to ask. Huh. And what, what happened to him afterward? Were you guys able to save a few of those? Or was he, uh, is he going to be a nub hand for the rest of his life? So they re-sewed all of them, but they weren't sure with like how long they had been suffered. And he, I mean, he didn't have a cell phone, so he couldn't give us an exact time with how oh, long gosh. they had been off either. Huh. So, you know, after we loaded him up with everything uh, that he could afford, you know, as far as antibiotics and analgesia, we sent him on his way. You know, they told him to come back you know, like the next two days. I'm not sure if he ever even came back. Hmm. He just sort of walked off. He's like, oh, that's good for me. Tanzania. So, so were you were you doing some kind of like a program there or, or what was the nature of your. What was the what were you doing there medically? Well, yeah, so I, uh, I went to a college specifically geared towards people who wanted to learn about remote and austere medicine, like working in. Um, resource poor environments hmm. and so they had us do our clinical it's a clinical is like where you have to go and you have to get x number of uh, hours of like hospital experience or er experience and one of the options was uh tanzania and i was like well hell yeah what uh what country is uh, my african my knowledge of african geography <laughs> is so bad where, it's like where on is the... uh kilimanjaro is that in tanzania or my way yeah off? exactly uh, oh it is there the college I went to was the Kilimanjaro Christian Medical College. Oh, cool. Did you get a chance to, uh, it, it's, I guess it's, is it easy to get up there? Oh yeah. It's, mean, it's not that like, high, I guess. You mean easy, like physically or easy? Oh, like, it is high. Yeah. That's meters. I was, I was thinking that was feet. It's 19,000 feet. So it's very high. You know, unfortunately I had to cram. It was something like 500 or so hours and just like, I forget what it was like seven or eight weeks. Uh, I never had the time to go uh, to try Kilimanjaro. It's like a hmm. three or four day event. Yeah. So hopefully it's, if I ever go back, I'll definitely be trying it. Yeah. It's a lot higher than I thought it was, but, uh, but yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. All right guys. Yeah. That's pretty much all I had for you. Just want to give you a break from all the political stuff and uh, hope it didn't gross you out too much. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the story and uh, hang on to your fingers. Yeah, really. No machete. All right, guys. Peace. See ya. Remote Medic, indeed. That was not, his name was Remote Medic Tim. That was not uh, some screen name. He is legitimately a remote medic who deals with... uh, What a nightmare. Tanzanians missing all their fingers. (laughs) I wonder how long it... How do you... How long does it take to sew on all those fingers? I should have asked him. Hours and hours, I'm sure. Swift, you there? Yeah, I am. It's been a minute. Yeah, what's on your How mind? Are you? So, a couple of topics to I'd like your thoughts on, but give you the choice. Um, one of them is a 
way to reframe how we look at interacting with our current insanity of 2021. And the other has to do with a better argument for 2A. So which one would you all like to entertain? 2A? I'm glad you picked that because I'll always take that. But uh, sure, go for what Okay, before we get into better argument for, what do you think is wrong with current arguments? Well, that's exactly the question I was going to ask both of you is, okay, well, I'll present the argument that's fairly, I think, fairly common. And that is that 2A is intended to be a stop or a limitation on oppressive government. Mm -hmm. So my question to you is, is that the best argument the 2A or American citizens can make for 2A? And if not, what would be a better argument? Well, I think that um, that defense from tyranny or defense from oppressive government is a sub piece or a subset of self-preservation in general. So if you were to ask me why I think the Second Amendment is important, it's because I think people have an inherent right to self-preservation and threats to your life can come in a variety of forms it might be the robber in the middle of the night or it might be better o'rourke kicking down your door to take your shit um but that's where i would would focus and if if you want to go the government tyranny route which i do think is a valid route to go i just think it's a sub piece of self-preservation generally um i think the the danger that i think people fall into is I don't know if people make this argument or if it's just characterized that way by the opponents, but they make it sound like, you know, the argument of you'll never beat the government because they have jets and they have uh, they have right. the Navy SEALs and they're yeah. going to come kill you immediately. They, they can draw and strike tanks, your house. Man. Yeah, it's never about it's not that the Second Amendment guarantees that you defeat someone threatening your rights. It's that it provides some level, some equal playing field. It normalizes the 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 opposing forces a little bit such that you have a chance the second amendment doesn't guarantee your survival or your successful defense it just means that you're going to have the best chance that you can against somebody trying to violate your rights that's all it means cool i track blonde yeah i think it is the best argument uh isn't that the reason that we can defend all of the other values that we have the whole point do you have a better argument than this well i i can see both of those perspectives i agree with matt that i do think it is a subset i think the better argument and the reason why i think this would be a better argument is because the idea of government oppression and tyranny that's what the second amendment for the left dismisses that out of hand very easily and i think for the average joe and jane they're not thinking in terms of, yeah, I'm not trying to stand up a resistance against the might of the United States military or the Western world. Why mm. would I care about that as a primary position? I think yeah. the better argument is essentially, okay, well, our body, our choice, right? Do, does any minority, any person who identifies as a different gender than they would apparently be want to be dictated mm -hmm. to what the, how they're allowed to defend themselves against someone trying to do harm to them or someone they love. So I think the self-defense argument is the place. I, I think that the left likes to go to the government oppression because it's far enough removed from people that they can dismiss it yeah. very yeah. lazily and get away with it. 
but if and, you and it sort it of puts the just, burden on you too because it's like oh you don't want to be an anti-government extremist right. do you exactly. you don't want to be a terrorist yeah so yeah, people are they afraid can just of throw like how did yeah how did waco yeah. and ruby ridge wait you know work out for you and they can put someone who's pro 2a in a crazy box even though they're not fundamentally we just see that as a natural extension of self-defense well we're all in the crazy box now yeah and in and in fairness why did waco take what two months or something like that why because they had a lot of guns that's that's why maybe they didn't win per se but they were abused in a number yeah. of different ways and they weren't totally overrun in 30 minutes like they would have been if they were completely unarmed yeah so, and the I, atf from what i understand botched their attempt at entry they were not expecting armed resistance well yeah and and it's like why why did that end uh it, it, any is there anybody out there who really believes that the branch davidians lit the fire themselves <laughs> i don't know probably <laughs> really i mean those are the same people who believe epstein killed himself who who are these people I think they intentionally exercise witchcraft to build their compound in front of a tank that was one day going to roll over them. And they, they threw themselves in front of the bus, man. I, I, and I can't believe, I didn't know that much about Waco until the last couple of years, but even if it wasn't intentionally set by the federal government, the fact that you are putting in flammable gases to try to get them out and then ramming, ramming things with tanks and and other the slightest spark when you have flammable gases will get things ignited and that is what happens so even if it was an accident uh pretty foreseeable accident and and just a shameful one i, I you know, but Dave, david koresh had a 14 year old bride or something like that yeah not the not the federal government's jurisdiction on that one the whole thing i mean was- i feel for the children but um you know he was a a false god and they are responsible in some way for this who's they yeah I... the david koresh and mm. the men and women that followed them they brought children into a horrible horrible situation i'm not saying they deserved what they got or anything like that especially yeah, the I children are blameless but they were I think he was a false god yeah well i think that's an important distinction that people are allowed to be bad people and crazy yeah, and yeah. weird and maybe it would have made sense if they were going in to protect the children, but that wasn't the reason that they that wasn't the reason, claimed yeah. to be going in. And if that was their intent, well, they kind of failed at it in a spectacular way. Yeah. Who yeah. who killed the kids at the end of the day? Who ended those yeah. lives? It, yeah. I, unless you believe that the Branch Davidians lit the fire themselves, which is plainly insane, insane. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And probably the bigger injustice there is that those people never got a day in court. Yeah. Yeah. So they're constantly tried in the space of public opinion but they never saw the inside of the courthouse maybe they were just kooky and weird and nothing otherwise bad was going on we'll never know because all the witnesses and would be accused are dead yeah yeah i want to leave you all on a positive note sure um sort of related to this two-way position i came across this book recently and i think i might actually have figured out i think there's a good possibility i've found out who my great-grandfather was and the book is american gorilla by mark guardia if anyone wants to read it okay but this officer was one he was only able to sell one other officer on escaping the Bataan peninsula when the american forces surrendered after the japanese invasion so these two men survived the tropical environment and a hostile environment 
They escaped to North Luzon and they raised a 22,000 strong Filipino underground resistance to the occupation that ultimately inflicted some 50,000 casualties on the Japanese troops before they were liberated. And so I just leave that out there. I'm not saying in the kinetic sense, but this was one man who after pitching all of his peers, all of them were like, oh, no, we'll be fine. The Japanese will treat us okay. I mean, there's the laws of war. We don't, why, why should we, you know, continue to resist after the surrender? Let's just surrender. And only one other man went with him. And between the two of them, they connected with a handful of other American NCOs and officers who had done the same thing. And they raised this massive movement and made a difference over the course of several years at a moment, arguably, in Filipino history, when there was no reason to think that there was any hope. The superpower that backed them had just been handily kicked out of the country. Tons of people had been captured. And there was no reason to look for hope that they could get their country back. Obviously, different time and place in history, different environment, different culture. But I think that if two American men could make that kind of difference in a foreign country, that under peacetime conditions, arguably, folks like you and unsafe space and Tim Pool, people who are attempting to exercise influence at home among your own culture and our homeland can make that kind of difference here without us having to get to that extreme uh, where the 2A it does become the last final stop that we have. Sure. We're yeah. trying. I appreciate the optimism there and, and thank you for participating in the community too. We appreciate that. And, uh, and yeah, I agree. I want nothing to do with that sort of, um, with that sort of uh, last resort or that sort of uh, solution. If you want to call it that, that's the last thing I want, but I will take that before you, before I'll bend the knee to these people or give them my life. I, I won't do that. So, well, uh, always appreciate bouncing thoughts off you guys yeah. rock on stay strong. Um, and we'll be out here. Yeah. Have a great night. All right. You do. Bye. I'm way over time. I lost track of time. Oh, wow. my, my fault. So let's get to a couple of uh, super chats here uh, over on tippy stream. Christian, like the religion. I appreciate that. Cause that's whenever I'm on some, somebody else's show and they ask, where do you find your stuff? I say, well, it's Matt Christensen media.com. My last name is long, but it's Christian, like the religion S E N. So that's easier to, than spelling it out. Christian, like the yeah. religion says a uh, blonde look up Isabel Medina. She's an 18 year old based girl from Spain. Also beware of Cami. Uh, he's being, Oh, this is the, this is the George Floyd guy, George Floyd, Derek Chauvin, Omega guy that we talked about on Sunday. He's being investigated for CP, which I assume means child porn. Is that true? I don't know. Dude, and, come on. And def definitely has a tranny as a quote unquote girlfriend. So he's a bleep. I can't say that, Susan. But he's so funny. Just wanted to give you a heads up. Well, if that's true, obviously I will disavow that component, but doesn't make me appreciate the Zoom call. Any less. Yeah, and people, the first thing they do when they're trying to discredit somebody is throw some child porn charges at them. Yeah, I I have no idea what else that guy's about. And I'm commenting strictly on the internet bit. And I think the internet bit is hilarious, but who knows? He might be a piece of shit in every other aspect of life. I have no idea. A YouTuber? I'm not finding her. I don't know. Shoot me an email. I don't. I just Googled her and I don't see anything. Phil uh, and Phil, uh, just a blank, uh, a, a blank contribution. Thanks for supporting the show. Appreciate it. Okay. Um, 
Holden Mulray, if the big ice dome is the symbol for ACW2, maybe we can label the ever-lurking but elusive specter of widespread white supremacy the abominable snowman. Mm. Yeah, he's next. <laughs> Haven't we already done that? Um, Holden also said... Hi, truth seekers. Question, how many social justice warriors does it take to screw in a light bulb? Answer, that's not funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, all right. <laughs> the beast who ate blonde. Blonde was a very good meal. So glad she's in my belly now. Ew. <laughs> all right. Long Gong John says, so I looked up Leslie Jones nudes today, and let's just say, now I know why Matt is gay. It turned me off women forever. That's how bad it was. Yeah. So on Sunday, normally my parents watch my baby with my husband and they've all vowed not to watch the show together because mm-hmm. my husband doesn't watch the show when I like to, I want to keep it that way. This all right. might be best for your relationship. Who knows? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He can't watch the show. It would be terrible. But for some reason on Sunday, my dad put on the show and my husband was there and they were all watching it. I had no idea. And I'm pretty sure they put it on like during this leslie jones nude thing <laughs> of and all then the I was worst talking, times oh god i know turn it on yeah and it was like fairly obvious that i had looked through all of the inexplicably looked through all of the fappening pictures out of yeah. curiosity and so i went downstairs and it was like all weird <laughs> did they tell like, you why no but i yeah because my dad texted me i thought he just like went home he yeah. texted me about the show something about Streamlabs. he made an fcc complaint he was really mad about it Wow. Well, uh, <laughs> Blonde's dad, if you want to get in on the uh, uh, on any kind of legal action, send me an email. For real. He was so pissed off at the Riverfront Times. Yeah. He well, and that was that was much battle. more personal, too. No, it's fine. Yeah. Th- that guy's life is a disaster. <laughs> he um, did it to himself. Long the, the guy, the writer, you? not your dad, for to clarify. No, yeah, no. The, writer, the guy who wrote the hit piece. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris Sullivan, Stevie Wonder can see it's a miracle. Praise jesus we were talking about this uh on one of my group hangouts this week uh stevie wonder is a fake blind guy that is also a a fantastic conspiracy theory if you want to call it that but if if you guys have never seen look up um i forget what the title of the youtube video is but you can google something like stevie wonder fake blind there's a video from like 2011 2012 they're all on stage a whole bunch of notable music uh, musicians singers whatever they're all on stage doing one of those charity type concerts paul mccartney walks by and knocks over a mic stand and stevie wonder allegedly blind just reaches out and catches it he's fake dude he's he's and one of Maybe the top one of the top just has excellent hearing or yeah i was wondering does he have super senses in other ways well but I, blind people do i one of the uh top comments most upvoted was now I have serious questions about whether Stevie wonder is actually black. We don't know. We're going to have to look into this. The guy's a <laughs> yeah. fraud all around. That's all I know. You know, another uh, theory that I've been hearing is that Helen Keller isn't real. Wasn't real. Hmm. She probably faked it too. Yeah. Yeah. I saw this TikTok <laughs> of this girl who was crying and she's like, I'm supposed to believe that Helen Keller wrote a book yeah blind and deaf how did she do that who did it for her well yeah we'll have to think about this all right let's um let's come back to these just because uh uh we're gonna lose time on callers so we'll get back to uh chatters in a minute thank um, you guys for i'll patience. have to just circle back with you and uh we'll get back into the uh callers dawn is up next dawn you there hello hi what's on hey. your mind 
What's up? It's been a while. Yeah. Wow. Um, I had a question. I was wondering, so in my opinion, I don't think there's an answer to this question, would be what would the, the difference be between not wearing a mask and drunk driving? Because I haven't gotten a satisfactory answer to this question, in my opinion. I was wondering if you have one. I don't grant the premise that they're equal levels of risk. Well, they are not doing both could cause the death of another person. Or... Well, being a, <laughs> being a person could Sorry. cause the death of another person. Come on. But, but we... Uh... Is this just like masks don't work? Is that the reason yeah, they they're don't. comparable? What and if we just said like COVID isn't real? Also, well, we know surgical masks work. You wouldn't disagree with that, right? For what coronavirus? In acute for, settings, for, for anything. For it's anything, a mask, right? Yeah, it's it's a it's a panacea cures all. Well, no, I'm saying that like we use them during surgery. What, what so studies do you have to support thing? that opinion? Curious. Which Specific opinion? citation, please. Why do you have to just be incredibly dishonest? Oh, I, it's well. a surgical. See ya. <laughs> that's uh, that's what's his face uh, from way back. What studies do you have? Is that support? the tranny kid? Yeah, it's that kid, dude. I, oh, d- I just didn't man. recognize his name. So I'm like, all right. Anyway, uh, Raggle Fraggle's up next. I want to stab myself in the face. Well, you could kill someone doing that. So you can't Good. do that. Raggle, you there? Hey, how's it going, guys? What Doing part well. of your brain is broken where you think that kids should be put on hormone blockers and you think that everybody should wear a mask to stop the spread of coronavirus? It's the same retard part of your brain that, that is navigating all of this shit. <sighs> Not you. I'm sorry. Got I see he got under your skin again. Uh, well, it, it, it's, I find it hilarious that I can say the exact same thing to him, but if I do, it's unfair. Oh, well, why, do you have to, why do you have to be so dishonest and dismissive? Dude, this is what you do. What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, so how's your year been going? Uh, great. Yeah. I uh, no, think still going well for you. Uh, this has been the wild ride. So last year was incredibly boring aside from losing an uncle. It was just stay at home and just, you know, just a routine thing that never really had any trips, no concerts, no, no kind of fun. This year is the opposite. It's like all the drama is happening within a span hmm. of a few months. So in the last month, I've gotten engaged. I lost my job. Wow. And now my grandfather's in the hospital, probably going to kick the bucket by the looks of it, but we're not certain. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. But, so did you, you say you, you got engaged though? I did. Well, congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm looking forward to that part at least. <laughs> so yeah, it's just been this, this is going to be my 2020 this year. I have a feeling hmm. everybody else, you know, they called it the wild ride. It was boring for me. Now it's going to be mine. <laughs> well, uh, um, I mean, I'm, Sorry to hear the of the troubles, but I'm glad to hear of the of the successes or the achievements. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just wanted, I just needed to talk to somebody, I guess. Um, but yeah, and how about you guys? I know, blonde, you fell today. That's your highlight. What happened? <laughs> I didn't quite. I yeah. I have like a bend in my staircase, and I was like, oh, I forgot my water, and I just turned around, like thinking that I was just going down regular stairs, not stairs that were curved, and I fell and pulled a picture off my wall and. 
but I didn't like tumble to the bottom of the stairs. Oh, caught yourself. Uh, it wasn't comical. Okay, got it. No, it's fine. It's it's why I look disheveled, not because motherhood is uh, wearing me down to a nub. <laughs> I, uh, either answer was acceptable, though. Yeah. What what picture did you rip off? I hope it wasn't a uh, sentimental one or important. No, it was fine. It was an old map. It's okay. It didn't break. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and how about you, Matt? How's how's your time been your year so far everything's going great yeah uh you know we're we're moving stuff around the house and getting things situated for future family building and all that so i've i've had to do a lot more like you know uh home maintenance type stuff which uh, i'm not the greatest handyman in the world but it's good to develop those skills so in addition to uh you know just working on the channel as usual I'm trying to become, uh, you know, like useful husband guy, which is that there's satisfaction in that. I, I enjoy that life. It's a it's a very good goal to set for yourself. Yeah. Getting married is fun. Nobody talks about that. Like, I feel like my husband and I are at a sleepover all the time or something, you know, like we're at camp. It's fun. Hmm. It's fun to be married. <laughs> and I know I haven't said anything about it, but I really do like the new setting uh, for you. Matt. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that, that looks great. I appreciate it. And that's. Uh, that that is my own handiwork not that it was hard to build but you know like when you don't build anything i feel a little accomplished and the cool thing about that was i got to buy a bunch of tools that i didn't have before i never had a circular saw until this now i do in case i gotta cut anything i'm i'm prepared Um, killed johnny cash's brother a circular saw how i think he fell on it when he was cutting something yeah according to walk the line Back in the day, they didn't have the uh, the safety that you see underneath that slides. Oh, under. so you yeah, could they didn't have those. You could yeah. trip and like your face could hit the blade. Pretty much, yeah. Huh. Yeah, my well, grandpa still has one of those too. <laughs> and uh, it's actually made oh, of like aluminum. the old school, not safety kind, without a safety. Right. Yeah. And they actually had a uh, the new ones now use uh, seven and a half inch blades. The old ones yeah. use six. So they were smaller blades. Uh, yeah. They ran a little more efficiently, all that good stuff. Yeah. Well, um, uh, yeah. do you have a, do you have a date set? Are you guys waiting for a while? No, right now we're working on getting through pre Cana, So that's kind of pushing the date uh-huh. and there's a few other things we're trying to do, but, uh, I don't know. She, I'm hoping for July and she, but she kind of wants like late October, early November. I just want it done like right now so we can get you, started on the family. Are, are you guys planning on doing like an involved uh, ceremony or anything like that? No, she wants to elope because oh, okay. her, uh, I really hope she's not listening. Her family is nuts. Ooh, <laughs> what are you doing? This is so high stakes. You shut your mouth right now. You shut it. <laughs> well, is she a listener of the show or does she not listen to the show? No, but I told her I was going to be on, so I don't. Oh, well, shit, Why dude! You your wedding this? might be done now. Oh my god, this is moronic. Get out of here. <laughs> no, that's go uh, buy some flowers. Yeah, you, you and might some wanna, chocolates and all the good stuff. Yeah, you might want to rush out, man. No, that's good. Um, <laughs> only reason I ask is uh, is because I know some other people are trying to get married this year, and I know with what happened with us last year, so many people put off their weddings that in terms of getting services, photographers, venues, all that stuff. It's mm-hmm. it can be kind of difficult even if you're planning way ahead into the year because stuff was so backed up from all the people who postponed in 2020. Well, that's the other thing she was thinking about too, and I hadn't thought of that either. So she's considering doing it on a weekday instead of the weekend. 
So just a you know, when hmm. nobody's there, nothing's going on, it's easy to schedule. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, man. And congrats. Right. Oh, thank you so much. And one last thing before I go. Sure. Uh, uh, a fellow listener was glad that you called out the work that Sonoran, uh, uh, Sonoran Defense did on the machine that's running the, uh, the show oh, yeah. right now. Sure. But he was uh, disappointed you didn't say who, who made it for you. Well, uh, Sean knows, and I've thanked Sean. <laughs> I, I know that he put it all together. I've thanked, I mean, when we when the PC was set up, you know, we made... Yeah, we he's that. just giving you shit from a distance, that's all. No, I know, but I, but I want to, uh, if I can use it to help promote our guys at Sonoran, that's that's kind of the angle oh, absolutely. there. And absolutely. I hope, because I know, um, I know being in the gun business right now, too, is just sort of weird. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of weird to think that there's so much demand, but also business... I don't, and I don't know that it is at Sonoran. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, uh, for a lot of uh, people in the gun business, demand can be so high that it's almost tough to be in the business of selling guns and ammo and stuff like that right now because you you can't even stock stuff you want to sell and 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 well, people yeah. and stuff so expensive so, and all that. I have a buddy that's a gunsmith, and he sometimes he'll work the front, and that's the thing he tells me. From the Trump years when it was hard to move stuff because people just didn't want to buy anything. There was no real demand yeah. for it. To now, you don't have anything to move. It's a weird place. It's a weird switch to go from. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for the call, guys. Of well, have a good night. Bye. Congrats. Have a good night. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> this name, how could I ever forget? It's uh, It's just... Uh, well, it's part what? of the N word that I can't say. Hey, part of the oh. N word. Are you, are you there? Yeah. Hey, uh, good to chat with you and everything. <laughs> hey, uh, a, a few topics there, but I'll make them super quick. At least the first one. And I don't know if you sorted out, uh, your super chat issue, but, uh, I was kind of thinking that, you know, what you should maybe do is just say that it, uh, you'll refresh it once, you know, at a certain time. And then any super chat that comes after that time, you won't read kind of deal. Um, that like, might I'm be sure an that option. Would shorten. Dude, yeah, we like, kind of, sure. We've kind of post, we've kind of postponed making any kind of announcement because the Streamlabs stuff went crazy. And I just didn't want to throw too much change on the audience at once where it's like, oh, here are these new rules. And also Streamlabs is deleted and everything's thrown into chaos. So... I'm hoping that we can make some decisions. I think Blonde and I are in general agreement that uh, like a, a just a hard out is the best route, yeah. and I, I think uh, that we're both pretty much on board for like a two and a half hour production. But after that, we're, we're you know we're trying to we're trying to shorten things up or tighten things up so it's such that we're done within two and a half. And we've had good luck doing yeah. that lately. So my hope is yeah, not I, I my hope is not eliminate fair, anybody's chance. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just saying it's more fair this way because that way you know somebody doesn't send one in and think oh they're gonna read it and then it's like oh no. Past the time. Yeah, yeah. You, you could gone. do something like a five-minute warning, but the trouble is, yeah. in theory, that would work. My only fear is what happens if there's a rush, you know, which could yeah. could yeah. happen. Yeah, I got you. But yeah, yeah I, I like anyway, the way you're thinking, which is, you know, you you give you give us a limitation, but you give fairness to the audience to make sure that nobody's um, nobody's accidentally yeah. submitting one, expecting it to be read, and it's not. Yeah. Anyway, uh, for for my actual topic, I hope you know I'm not taking too long here, no, so go I'll for try it. and make this quick. Also, yeah. so, which is that um, you know we often talk about like 
like the balkanization of the US mm -hmm. is and what is the preferred mechanism of government we'll say you know I, I think you're kind of on the side of constitution blonde seems to be on the side of benevolent monarchy so the question for blonde is how would you pick the monarchy and the question for matt is is essentially how would you stop a recreation of the downhill of the you know the new usa but yeah with smaller area just leading to further and further balkanization and and resulting in just a very small minute country at the end of the day okay um I like this English 18th century type model where we have a, an aristocracy that is somewhat nepotistic and familial that uh, points people virtually into a position yeah. of power. Yeah. And then society uh, but, is governed by just a, a totally detrimental level of shame um so that people can only act in like a really small box of behavior that's that's really <laughs> what i'm going for yeah yeah i i understand in the whole theory there but i'm asking like how would you pick the very first monarch because right now the u.s doesn't have one right well it would require i mean it wouldn't just be like we choose a monarch and then our society's like that like we would have to have so many fundamental changes in the type of society that we have for anybody to accept a monarchy we couldn't just pick somebody and then they rule so so it wouldn't be some battle to the deaths and and the winner is the one no although i'm i'm open to that <laughs> yeah if you had to make the selection there's got to be a way like let's say that you had duel so you, just, you pick narwhal like, tusks. the strongest man basically. <laughs> yeah like physically strongest no no that'd be foolish wouldn't it i don't know you tell me because actually i I am not to me, the function and purpose of government is far less important than the selection of the leaders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So selecting leaders is actually not that important to me as long as we are protecting rights first and foremost. But I am interested in this idea. If we did this, let's say that we did a constitutional monarchy that actually upheld people's rights. How would the king be selected? Well, the they would be. And there would be like a meeting of the minds of this aristocracy. It would not be democratically. How are they picked? Are they just like society's most prosperous or who are, who are they? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Are, are you satisfied? In good moral standing, you know? Yeah. I, I'm satisfied by uh blonde's answer. Okay. Uh, I was Could, as, as far as your answer goes or if you have. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just, uh, I was, if if you're good with that answer, we can transition to the next one. Um, but I but can you rephrase the question for me a little bit? I'm not entirely sure I understand. So if you were if balkanization were to occur, where you uh -huh. have the new USA with that has the old constitution, how would you stop uh, the new USA from repeating the mistakes of hmm. the old USA? The answer to this that I'm not totally comfortable with, but I recognize its uh, necessity, I think, is that the oath to the U.S. Constitution has to mean something and betrayal of the U.S. Constitution has to mean something. Now, what in, ter in terms of punishment for that betrayal, what does that mean? Does that mean that we get more aggressive legally? Maybe. Does that mean we get more aggressive culturally by... Uh, 
bringing back the old tar and feather metaphorically, Susan, no one would ever I, do I, that. I think, I think either way with legal or, you know, yeah. culturally wise, it's only as good as the populace are willing to enforce. Right. That, and that's what I'm getting at is we have to get to a serious and devoted cultural commitment to the constitution that has decayed. Uh, and, and I don't, I don't have a great answer for how to make sure that never happens again, but there's gotta be some kind of mechanisms in place for politicians who betray their oaths to the constitution. That needs to be a more serious crime would be my answer. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Nope. Um, I'll uh, try and call back some other time and maybe propose my idea for it. Sure. But yeah. Good. All right. Good chatting Thank you. with you and on to the next. How do you force people to value freedom? <laughs> yeah, you can. It's, it's kind of like what we tried to do in Iraq and other places, we, yeah. or Afghanistan even. We're going to force you to value freedom as oxymoronic or paradoxical as that is. Um, but I, of course, I, I don't want to force the individual to value freedom necessarily. What I want is if someone takes a political oath to the Constitution. Yeah in terms of being a politician in office. Yeah. Betrayal has to be treated very seriously. Seriously. I know we don't even punish treason anymore. We're such pansies. Bring back treason. Although treason's I mean, constitutional it's still punishable by death. Yeah. yeah. Treason's constitutional definition is, um, is pretty specific and something people, that half of Congress is probably violated. It's uh, giving aid and comfort to the enemies of the United States, but you can, who's our enemy. Do they have the, to be foreign enemies? Right. That's the question. And you can be an enemy of the United States while having nothing to do with other enemies. You can just be one by betraying the Constitution itself. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Uh, Chandonier. Uh, no, actually, we're due for a break. Gosh, I'm terrible. Oh my gosh, with the already? Tonight. Let's see. Okay. Uh, tippy stream. I'll reload here. We're good over there. Uh, and I forgot to give a shout out to C2K on Trovo. Trovo, of course, is so silly with its system that I hardly even understand it. But thank you for supporting the show. So we're good there. Uh, if you got YouTube, go for it. Uh, Charles Jaudry. You pronounced my name wrong. Yeah, I, I don't know how to say it. Sorry. Um, also, how are you using all these news clips without them coming after you, after you, do you need consent every time or is it fair use? It's mostly fair use. hundred percent fair use. Yeah. Uh, at least as far as us law is concerned, if you are playing a brief segment of, uh, of any kind of media like that for the purpose of commentary, criticism, part of a large, larger work of it that is original, then you're protected by us copyright law. Now that doesn't mean that we're protected by YouTube's system, which mm -hmm. of course gives copyright holders way too much authority and latitude in claiming ownership over material. Uh, so my strategy, if, if anyone's interested in, producing this kind of material my strategy is that i run a secondary clips channel which you'll never even find it it's buried on youtube it's unlisted but what i do for for our show is w uh, when all the clips are cut i upload them there and that will tell me if youtube's automated system is dinging any of those clips as either community guidelines inappropriate or copyright claimed and then I'll know if they're if they're not dinged there, they're obviously good for the stream and we're not going to get right. in trouble. But what's interesting is on multiple occasions, I've uploaded clips to the 
I've uploaded clips to the clips channel that may be like violent or otherwise not necessarily square with and the community guidelines. Yeah. Like two days later, they'll get dinged there. And that like I've had clip multiple clips channels banned. For clips that I've played on the stream, which again tells you they make it up as they go along. Yeah. Different standards for different people, because as far as YouTube knows, that's not my channel. It's just some rando with like with, with no subscribers, so they don't care. Um, and and again, it would point to the idea that for whatever reason, we have somebody who's a little bit friendly on the inside of YouTube, because YouTube is saying, yeah, Matt's channel can play this loosely violent clip. No punishment. Someone yeah. we believe to be rando anonymous guy can't because we don't care about him. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's my strategy um, I hate, on this. I hate to do this, but I really have to go to the bathroom. Okay. Yeah, I can read some more chats. Okay. Uh, shouting from the cheap seats. Uh, I know the riots at the Chicago Democratic Convention are a myth. Video games were not available until 1971. It had almost been made up. There was no violence until uh, Pong was released, as far as I understand. Josh and Jesus says, Blonde Matt, that's not me making up all those funny chat names. That was someone else. I don't know who that was. You guys believe me, right? Well, they are pretty clever. I will give you that. Uh, Buddy56. 3D AR lower came out great on the first attempt. Also downloaded FGC9 files. So we'll see how that goes next. Can't stop the signal. Uh, yeah, I, I'd like to, uh, when, once you're done with this stuff, uh, send me an email. I'd like to see how it goes and how they function. Of course, I would never solicit someone's help in printing one of these things or not do any of the manufacturing work myself, ATF listener. I would only do that myself for my own personal use in full compliance with all federal firearms laws. And of course, good luck doing that exact same thing for yourself, buddy. And uh, if you succeed in the FGC9, I'd like to see that too, because every American should make one themselves on principle. Black Magic says, remind her in one stroke the violence of the vote when female suffrage uh, when females suffragize, give them <laughs> I come on, man. <laughs> that this is all caps, Susan Bait right here. That's a, but Susan let it through. Uh, anyway, Godzilla 2K26. Thank you, Black Magic. You can watch surgeries online. In those videos, you can see the masks are not sealed and the nurses change them while the surgery is still going. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, if, if I should clarify to people who haven't who haven't listened, the the deal with that caller is not that that caller has an oppo- opposing view. The deal with that caller is that caller has a history of calling in in bad faith and asking people for the studies on why. Uh, you know, kids should not have their arms chopped off if they decide they don't like their arms and why kids should uh, have their genitals mutilated and tra- transformed into other forms of genitals if that's what children want. It's not the opinions wow. of, of this caller. It's that this caller has been routinely bad faith in the past. And uh, I, I just don't see value in sitting and explaining why not wearing a mask is not the same as drunk driving down the street. I, I, I'm sorry, if you believe those to be similar risk, then everybody should be locked up in a padded cell and nobody should be given any degree of freedom ever. We lived in a society without masks for centuries and nobody who passed on a flu virus or any other virus that was deemed to be deadly, not just deemed to be, was deadly to other people, was deemed culpable in the transmission of that virus. Unless you intentionally infect someone 
that's just part of biological reality, man. And if I'm not wearing a mask, you are welcome not to associate with me. Stay away from me. You know, if you're public, public streets, you know, uh, that that's not necessarily my property. And I guess the argument could be, could, could you be compelled to wear a mask on a public street? I suppose, constitutionally speaking, perhaps so. Doesn't mean it's a good idea. Doesn't mean it's wise. Doesn't mean it has any scientific basis. I, I just don't know what to tell you. Like you, you're, you're a risk existing in this world. You should be banned from leaving your home. Yeah. We go, we go this far down and it's like, well, if you, um, if you, were late getting to the bus or the bus was waiting for you. Maybe that chain of events causes the bus to hit somebody else down the line and they die. Are you, are you culpable for that? Should you be banned from leaving your home because you're tangentially connected to a death or maybe we should all exercise personal responsibility. Yeah. Maybe that Josh and Jesus says, play the video of gang, uh, Chicago gangsters stomping Antifa. I've not seen that. I'll have to check it out. Anyway, uh, back to the callers. Uh, who did we leave off on? Uh, oh, Shadonier is up next, right? I believe. Shadonier, are you there? Hello, how's it going? What's Hi. on your mind? A uh, couple things. You're not getting me at my best tonight. I've been rotating my sleep schedule to fix it for the last two weeks. I've finally got a decent wake up time in the morning like five o'clock but that means i am like falling apart at about nine so i'm an hour past my bedtime <laughs> like, like the nervousness for coming on here like blonde your timing going to the bathroom was perfect because i was able to go downstairs get a bite to eat calm the blood sugar level down a little bit but i'm still <laughs> like right on the edge so but uh so i had Two things that have been on, on my mind for you guys for a couple months, probably. Sure. And I'll give you the option, uh, which one we want to dig into tonight uh, for a few minutes. And I will try to do my best with these. Um, the first one is the differences between Catholicism and Protestantism in relation to uh, a relationship with Jesus Christ. Hmm. And the second one is BDSM. <laughs> Whoa! Pro or anti? <laughs> what? What is your? Well, uh, uh, do you okay, have so, a? Well, do you have a pick? Is it one? a sin to pick BDSM? <laughs> if no. I take a big shit all over Protestants for five minutes, I'm not going to make anybody happy. We can all agree <laughs> that we want to hear about BDSM. I guess, yeah. Okay, so. I guess the, the, the background that I'll give you for me is that I I can't say I'm practicing because um, I am recently single um, due to a move. Okay. Uh, not due to any actual relationship issues, but um, I have been I have been in the BDSM lifestyle now for about four years. Um, I was a practicing dominant in my last relationship, which was about a year and a half. Um, and it was a wonderful relationship. I'm still on very good terms with uh, the woman that I was in that relationship with. Um, and is that the, is that the basis for the relationship or do you get into that together? So 
the first thing that I, I want to bring up with you guys, because Blonde, you've made a couple of remarks about BDSM in uh, I saw something, I don't know if it was in, it was in one of the re- interviews recently. You've made a couple of comments in the shows in the past. Have I? Uh, are kind of disparaging, but they also lead me no. to believe that you may not understand exactly what it is. Blonde I have no disparage. memory of ever discussing this before. <laughs> Actually, I don't. I don't know any. Were they jokes? I don't remember any references either. Actually, get out of here. Get in here. Get out. Um, the one that I remember from the show was a someone asked a question about the Christian domestic discipline, which isn't really BDSM, but it's yeah, it's very loosely related. And that was like three months ago or something. Uh, And then you've like I have been talking with that girl on Instagram actually. (laughs) So first off, BDSM consensual. Properly done BDSM is not abuse, and in large part, it's not even sexual. Uh, most people in the the general normie world think that BDSM is some big sexual thing, and like ninety percent of what is it, it encompasses is not. Um, it is a umbrella term for a number of different, a very large number of different activities. Um, and overall, the central portion of it is is kind of the relationship dynamics uh, involving power exchange. And for some people, the power exchange lasts for the entirety of the relationship. For others, it lasts uh, a few minutes or an hour in the bounds of what they call a scene. Uh, which is I don't know. This all sounds pretty degenerate. Um, hmm. Am I being too judgmental? Yes. <laughs> I just I mean, don't, I'm not, I don't really get it. I'm not it. judgmental so, about what people like what what kind of sex people want to have or whatever. But the other the other I, side of my background here is that I grew up in a Christian household. I walked away from it when I was a teenager, and God yanked me right back. Um, and I've had a very long journey with Him, but. Um, I was married for five years to a woman that I met in a Christian college in a modern style relationship where it was a egalitarian marriage and it was toxic as hell. Um, partially due to the relationship, partially due to the experience that I had in the military uh, with a very toxic unit, I I was actually suicidal for quite a while due to those two things. It brought about um, anxiety issues, mental health issues, uh, and my discharge from the military uh, was the same month as my divorce. And the marriage ended with her accusing me of abuse physical abuse against our one-year-old daughter and sexual abuse against her, none of which I committed. Um, I was investigated by three different agencies, none of which could find any uh, evidence of a wrongdoing because there wasn't any. Hmm. And um, I decided coming out of that relationship that like, that was not the type of relationship I ever wanted to have again. Um, there were a number of different things that I wanted to change about future relationships, but the, the first of them was I was going to have 
a biblically modeled marriage where I was in charge. And believe it or not, a healthy BDSM relationship can be done properly uh, within the bounds laid out in the Bible. And I have I have no doubt about that. I don't know. I mean, maybe I am a little judgy, but it's mostly because I used to um, hang out with this nerdy girl in L.A., and then I found out that she was like really into the BDSM community there, which was totally degenerate. And so yeah, I've right. always thought it was weird. Well, so the BDSM. You're gonna like have to wrap it up, though. I'm gonna wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. The the the. I'll try to. Like I said, I'm not at my best tonight, uh, and I would love to dive into this uh, deeper because the BDSM community is a very varied uh, subculture. And you will find people within it who are absolute degenerates. Um, there's been a variety of fractures within the culture over the years uh, as uh, modern leftism has, has uh, come about and taken hold of portions of it. Um, but even so, I've found other like older Christian folks in the public BDSM community as well. And... Uh, it, it's it's definitely something that don't don't judge a book before you've read it um like sure i'd love to have more conversations with you about it just to convince you that that it's not abusive um oh I, I, it, it won't be that easy to convince me i just i just don't really care that much it's up to you guys. That's why I gave you the option. Sure. Thank Thanks for calling in, man. We appreciate it. I hope I'm in uh, a better mental place to, to, to do this next time. Sure. All the best. Have a great night. You too. Okay. Next up, we got new Tradist. New Tradist, you're good to go. If you're ready. Hello to you both. Good to be on. Hi. Well, thanks. So first uh, off, I gotta gotta commend Matt on uh, his treatment of Don right there. We have some we have some uh, screenshots of you right before you hit the button and right after, and they're they're pure mint. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, they probably are good because I didn't realize I, I obviously did not realize that's who it was. I'm not, I'm not talking to that dude anymore, and I haven't for a long time because that dude is incredibly what is, that dude that chick I don't know whatever. <laughs> one of those bad faith people on the server, but you know, go ahead. You can, you can hang out on the server. That's fine. I don't care. But, uh, I, you know, I've given, I've given that person plenty of opportunity on this particular stream and I'm, I'm not interested in that, uh, anymore. No, it was wicked hilarious. <laughs> I'm sure it was no doubt. I'm sure. But yeah, I came in here to, uh, talk about my experience with volunteer firefighting and sure. Give, yeah, that's uh, cool. Give a plug for other people to join as well. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So I, I joined like a year ago. Um, one of my first trainings was cutting a car apart and like spreading it out using the jaws of life. So you get to do some really awesome shit in there. Wow. Um, they give you free skills and training. Like one of the things I always, always hear from people, even in the Boston, the beta subgroup is we're talking about is like, they don't have, have skills for certain things like in-person skills. Mm -hmm. They don't have a sense of community with, with people around them. Um, and they're, they've, my department has, has paid for me to get an EMS certification. Um, I'm working on a fire one right now. 
and that's like within a year um you get a community of people that like are duty minded and like emergency prepared yeah um you connect the town like i'll be driving around town and like i'll be like oh that's that's where i went to a car accident and, like that's i know who lives in that place because i helped them with a the heart attack um and it's just like yeah. a really nice sense of like you you exist to be doing something for other people yeah um and you're, you're making a difference and like people need you and uh yeah you get to learn all these different skills and stuff along the way yeah I, that sounds like it's a huge benefit for everybody yourself included so that's that's really good to hear and i need to do better in uh practicing what i preach and being more locally involved you know i know that that's the route to go and consistently i am um, I fall victim to my leave me the hell alone tendencies. You know what I mean? That's, mm-hmm. that's the dream. Just leave me the hell alone. But part of that is, is building communities in the way you're talking about where people are living quality lives such that they want to be left alone, you know? And, and yeah. of course, emergencies arise, bad situations arise and community preparedness to respond to them is uh, hugely important. And so I appreciate guys like you who are stepping up to do those jobs that I should, but thus far have not. So, uh, thank you if for doing what for you're the, doing. Thank you. Um, if it's not for the, it's my pleasure. Um, if it's not for the sense of duty aspect, like you get a lot, you know, a lot of really cool people. Mm-hmm. They always have like, especially the old guys have crazy stories. Um, and you get to see a lot of cool stuff. Uh, so yeah, big recommend. Um, and really as fun. far as, uh, the process, can, can just anybody can get involved or do you need, are there certain prerequisites? Yeah, so on mine, I didn't have any skills. I haven't hadn't related to fire, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I just sent an email because um, I saw the sign, and they started getting in contact with me, invited me to the station, and then filled out some paperwork. Um, and with with no training, no previous certifications, they they led me through the whole the whole way. And um, what kind of what kind of time like, commitment are we talking about stuff? if someone wants to get um, involved? The EMT stuff has been a little bit more involved. Um, mm-hmm. I'm in a class, and you have to like get a certification, and it's like a a thing. Um, but if you want to just like direct traffic or like, um, help out with various things around the department, like sweep or whatever, um, there's a lot of stuff you can do that doesn't require you to do intensive classwork or anything. Um, okay. So, so like, so for someone like me, I, uh, I feel like there's stuff I could do to help out, but mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have like huge blocks of time to do it. But you're saying there are ways where you could, you could make small time commitments that are still helpful. Definitely. Yeah. Without training, I was, I'm able to like come in, help like pull, uh, pull roofing off when at a fire, Hmm. um, do kind of things around that. You can also, again, like I said, direct traffic, um, help people with, with car accidents and just show up on the scene and and be the one to to help out and be uh, present. Um, are you, uh, man, you can help people lift that one of the big things is like old people fall down a lot. Um, some of these old people are relatively large. So if you normally only have two EMTs responding and it helps sometimes just have people to physically carry, um, you know, a sick person. Um, and that can be a huge help and that can get them to the hospital quicker. Yeah. Well, good on you. For fire stuff is is really low. We only get like one big structure fire like every month or so. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's not like you're constantly being called out or in the middle of the day or anything. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, this is, um, this is something I'll have to think about, or, you know, like I said, I just, uh, I I have a lot of admiration for people like you who are stepping up to improve your community voluntarily. And it's something that, that, uh, I should be putting more thought to. So thank you for, honestly, it's just a lot of fun. (laughs) Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's good to hear, man. And, um, yeah, uh, I appreciate the insight because sometimes you think about getting started on something like that and you just go, ah, that just sounds like too much work, but I'm glad to hear that, uh, 
No, all it takes is just a little bit of will. You don't have to be especially skilled or have a whole bunch yeah. of free time. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, they'll help you through it. They'll, they'll even assign you like a sponsor or a mentor that'll, yeah. that'll walk you through the initial steps. So it's, it's wicked easy. It's easier than you think. Wicked easy. That is very Boston. No, <laughs> yeah. Although you don't really have the accent. I'm from Maine originally. So. Oh, okay. They don't have it up there. It's still New England. Oh, there's right? a different. There's a different accent. Southern Maine has like the, um, you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it here because I can't. I'm from Northern Maine. Yeah. Um, we have less of an accent. Some. some Basically, Canada. There. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All so right. They well, they're their own problem. But. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the info, man. And um, and uh, congrats uh, on on helping out your community. That's appreciated. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers. Have a good one. You as well. Okay, we got time for just a couple more. Let's see. Immediately is up next. Immediately, you're good to go if you're ready. Hello? Hi. What's on your mind? Hello? Okay, first of all, gang, blonde, first, <laughs> you're an anti-Semite. Okay. Um, second of all, uh, you guys play so many offensive videos, like the You're one with uh, Catboy Cammy making fun of George Floyd. That's completely unacceptable, gang. And um, I just want to know, uh, Blonde, have you ever gotten mad at Matt for not laughing at some of the, video that he, the videos that he plays? Um, if so, you might want to consider replacing him. If you go to ZipRecruiter.com, sign up with keyword Ben, <laughs> and you can find a new co-host who actually laughs at the videos. Because, frankly, they're hilarious. You're and, an asshat. Uh, and they're, they're so, you know, in fact, I laughed so hard last night. Uh, the other night when I when I watched your Sunny Show, uh, I actually I was afraid of dying, and I had to sign up for Policy Genius keyword Ben, um, <laughs> and I also felt uh, afraid for, for my own safety, so I had to sign up for Ring Video Doorbell keyword Ben, and uh, I was afraid somebody was going to steal my steal my gold from that I got from Birch Gold keyword Ben, and sign up for Daily Wire. I'll do all of those things. I love uh, how like everybody asshat. has an excellent impression of Ben. Okay. everyone, Very everyone well. on earth. <laughs> Yeah. No. All right. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm slow clap. I, I know, I know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so seriously, uh, uh, I I have no idea how you don't laugh at at some of the stuff. I I, I know that you pre- you previewed some of the videos, like like the the Catboy Cami George. Floyd yeah, that's thing. probably it. Is the surprise isn't there for me? You know. Yeah, but but like even then, like I, I was with Blonde. I watched that video 15 times. I thought I was um, going to die because yep, the first time we watched it was it was last week's Wednesday show, wasn't it? Yes. I yeah. If someone tipped us off last week, that's how I knew about that. And I saved oh, it. I for was Sunday. having a rough day. And yeah. It was just yep. what I needed. Like a- yep. And yep. And I, I, I know. But see, even then, Blonde was still laughing like like on some on the Sunday show, like she just saw it. And <laughs> And my wife, like, she she was wondering what the hell was going on. She was like, are you dying? Are you going crazy? What's going on? Because I was, like, on the floor, and my stomach was hurting because I was laughing so fucking hard. From the from the news story or from the Omega? Well, bit? yeah. Well, yeah. Or from, both, from, I guess. From that, uh, yep, from that. Uh, j- just from the, the news story. And I looped it, like, I seriously, I watched it, like, 15 times. And every time, I kept laughing incredibly hard well the like, oh, yeah the omega bit that he had with the are you pregnant thing oh yep yeah. i hadn't seen that until like 45 minutes before live because i was kind of googling who this kid is and, and i that got me good so i was like okay i have to plug that into the show and i have to that has to be part of it you because know that, the funniest part of it was his mustache it was the freeze frame at the end where it's catboy cami and <laughs> 
And they're like, if you know this guy, and then the doll with with just George Floyd's big dumb face on it. it. Yeah. So funny. And I just, uh, I can't, I, 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 the underrated piece of that news story, I know I said it on Sunday, but it bears repeating. It's just police saying they're, they're looking for this man thinking he's a student. And it's like, did you ask the internet for five seconds? Granted, I didn't know who this kid was before this, but several people in the audience are like, yeah, that's uh, that's, that's Cammy who's new to me, but you don't have to be an investigative genius. Why are police soliciting tips from this news story? Just go. Yeah. Go and go to poll type in zoom bombing. Yeah. And there's your answer. (laughs) Yeah. And you listen to Uh, it for five seconds. You're like, okay, he's Australian. I don't think he's at Penn state, whatever campus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was uh, goddamn. That was so fucking funny. I'm I'm probably going to watch it again after the show. Just, (laughs) well, if he does any more, if he strikes again, send it our way. Oh, I, I, I definitely will. And I just wanted to, to give you a, a super quick, uh, super quick story here. Uh, just to, to lift blonde spirits, especially, mm. but, uh, I, I had a, a quick uh, appointment today with an orthopedist for something that's completely boring that I wouldn't even bother bringing up, but that's not the interesting thing, obviously, is that when I went in, it's this clinic. It has lots of physicians, assistants, lots of nurses, lots of, lots of, uh, members that were coming in. I did not wear a mask. They didn't say a single word to me. All right. I had the so I'm excellent. I'm glad to hear, and I I had the same experience uh, as I mentioned. I'm doing a whole bunch of uh, you know home projects right now, so there's a lot of painting. So I go into Home Depot this morning to get some primer. And Home Depot, in my experience, has been pretty relaxed. But this morning I walk in, and one of the cashier ladies says, uh, "Sir, there are masks here. If you wouldn't mind wearing one." I said, "I'm sorry, I do mind," and I just kept walking. And she didn't do a damn thing. Good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, a lot of people will, will just cave. I mean, especially yeah. if you're like a guy and you look like you could kick their ass. Usually they won't say anything. So, yeah, I don't. Uh, this lady, I guess, was all about it. But, uh, you know, and 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 I know my principles. Listen, if 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 Home Depot got dead serious with me and said, no, listen, you will wear a mask or you will get the hell out of here. That's our policy. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to trespass. <laughs> What I'm, I respect property rights. I get it. What I'm trying to do is just push back culturally such that we don't do this crap to each other anymore. But you know, if they want to arrest me or something, yeah, sure. Yeah. I I don't, but yeah, go ahead. Oh, oh, sorry. I just want to say really quick, but also remember a bet. Home Depot is actually kind of based um, a little bit because I remember like the CEO or, or founder said like he was a Trump supporter and that caused everyone to say, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to Lowe's. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, is that why? Good luck. Yeah, I was like, yeah. yeah, good luck. Lowe's blows ass. So, yeah, Home Depot's superior. Well, uh, I, I yep. guess I used to think so, but now they're becoming uh, mask terrorists. So maybe. Oh, yeah. I think I, I'm sorry to hear that. But, yeah, I just wanted to, to give you guys a little little nugget, and I'm going to continue experimenting and let you know if I get into a physical fist fight with somebody who demands they wear a mask. <laughs> All right. Sounds good, man. All right. Bye-bye. Take care, guys. Love you. Bye. You're an asshat. Have a good night. Um... Damn, what the hell's going on? My Discord's going crazy. There we go. Uh, we got time. Let's let's give uh, Frank last call. Always like to hear from Frank, our Scandinavian friend. Frank, you there? Hey, dudes. Can you What's on me? your mind, man? Oh, hi, guys. So, I've been reading this really interesting book lately. It's called uh, Nutrition and Physical Degeneration by Weston A. Price. 
and it was like I'm only halfway through, but like during the the beginning of the 1930s, this guy traveled basically the whole world, and uh, and he like compared uh, populations who used like their ancestral diet, people who who went on the, on a more more modern Western diet, you know, including like sugars and and uh, refined grains and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And like he was a dentist, so I looked at, at people's teeth teeth a lot, and of course you you get the teeth rotting with the, the people who's on the sugar. Mm-hmm. But what I found like really interesting is like just from going from one generation, just from like the parents switching their diets, they're like their their kids they didn't only get teeth rot, but they were also shorter, and mm. they, they they had uh, crowded teeth was not a problem before. Like their their faces were was uh, narrower. So really, really okay. From one okay, so just so I understand, parents ate sugar and their kids suffered, or the kids ate sugar during their development, and that's what caused that. Well, during their development. Okay. So yeah. Interesting. Well, I yeah, I mean, I have no doubt that the that the process nature of our current food system is, is it's got to have some consequence yeah. i don't i don't have a lot of detailed knowledge on this sort of thing but um yeah i mean it's it, it's got to be a huge part of our um of our health problems and i don't know it's something that we should all be considering that's why i, I get we were just talking about masks and other things and and uh looking looking out for each other of course you know i, I i'm not trying to harm my fellow man in any way but i am getting really tired about taking health lectures from people who clearly yeah. do not take care of themselves in any meaningful way. And uh, a lot of that is diet. You know, you want to, you want to beat coronavirus. Um, you can wear a mask, I guess, but if you got serious about diet and fitness, it would probably put you in much better you, position yeah. to survive the virus. Yeah. We don't really like talk if about you're that. 500 pounds, you know, you should probably address that first. Yeah. yeah. Instead of, well, it's another, yeah, it's another case where people demand that the world around them accommodate them instead of saying, I'm going to do everything I can to become the best, strongest individual. And we'll look out for each other. You know, we'll look out for each other to the extent, the best extent that we can, but nobody can look out for you better than you in all circumstances. Yeah, yeah that's true. Well, I'll get back to you when like I finish the book, but it's I would recommend just from yeah. Well, what um are are you? I know you had mentioned fasting in the past. Are you making dietary changes? Are you trying to strategize on diet, or or are you just interested in it? Well, I guess both. I'm mostly interested in it, you know, because it's it's I just find it fascinating hmm. and the whole thing. Because I'm I'm a healthy male I, I would say I'm, I'm not fat or anything yeah yeah don't have any health problems yeah i don't really need to go like to the extreme to, to fix anything yeah well but i also have like an, an anecdote for blonde because she <laughs> she is like worried about getting prego again so <laughs> okay so my my mom she was like 46 when she had my younger sibling so. i'm only 33 god <laughs> What's well, yeah, supposed to make I'm, you feel I'm good? You, you, you got the, at least thirteen more years if you're as you could, fertile as no. my mom. You can still catch up to uh, what's her face, the Duggar mom. Don't don't Listen, cut yourself out. I'm not mentally healthy enough to have tons and tons of children. Like I'll do what I can, 
But well, as I I've mentioned a- before, I'm not single-handedly responsible for repopulating the white race. I will do <laughs> as much as I can before I actually go crazy. Yeah. And that is all. Well, one last anecdote. Because my, my dentist, I've had the same dentist for the last three years. Uh-huh. And the first year, she was like super prego. And last year, she was not quite a super prego. And this year, she was super prego again. So. So she's like, doing like work a, like a machine, you know. And she's still doing dental work. Yeah. Huh? Good for her. Like month seven or eight or something. Yeah. Listen, I will reassess in six months. My baby's only eight months old. I, I can't do it right now. <laughs> you, you sound so depressed. <laughs> I am. I got some baby blues. Well. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sure it will work out for you. Bro. I hope. There is a uh, there is a parallel universe in which Blonde never had this child, and she's running around the world on a machete rampage. Yeah, right now, Might chopping off Tanzanian fingers. Yeah, yeah. So you know, perspective. Awesome. Think about the content. Think about the what? Like the content for YouTube. Just follow follow Blonde oh. around with the camera. You know? It would just be forty minute videos of me crying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, man. Appreciate okay, it. guys, they're out. Yeah. Okay, we will uh, end the calls there. Appreciate patience, guys. And uh, as always, if you are looking to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, you can send us an email contribution or a message, rather. Again, the one and only place you can do that is uh, on the contact page of my website. There's a call-in show form. That's mattchristiansonmedia.com slash contact. You will find the call-in show form on the site, and you can submit a question there, and we will read them as we do each and every week at the end of the stream, like we will right now. Uh, Jake Riley says, Hello, Matt and Blonde. Would you ever consider an alliance with libertarians? We have agreements on many issues, such as the Second Amendment, ending the wars in the Middle East, and, uh, and on drugs, viewing taxation as theft, and ending the Federal Reserve. Blonde might not like it because of immigration stances, but that could be something to hash out later. Well, I would consider myself mostly a libertarian, with the caveat that libertarians, there is a wedge between them on abortion and immigration, really. And I would consider myself... I don't know. Have I come out as pro-life? Do you really have to do that? My position on abortion is it is obviously, constitutionally speaking, a state's state's rights issue. Roe v. Wade is a ridiculous decision. I think any libertarian or any constitutionalist should grant that. Um, For me, I, I can't really make a distinction between the distinct biological life that is in that uterus versus the distinct biological life that is your neighbor or anybody else. It's questions around how do we deal with that from a legal perspective? But at the end of the day, we need a more pro-life culture. We just need a culture that values life. So for me, I think there are a lot of pro-life libertarians with whom I, I think I share a perspective and the immigration thing. uh, There are a lot of open borders libertarians with whom I don't agree at all. And I think that's actually extremely dangerous because as we've talked about, Liberty only survives among those who value it. And if you think you can just, if you can be libertarian to the degree that anybody can come in and a whole bunch of totalitarians can move in and outvote you to strip you of your rights. I just, I I don't think that that's a, I don't think that's a proper application of the values that you're trying to defend. And that person is as worthless to me as an entrenched leftist. Like what do I even do with an open borders libertarian? That's fucking worthless. It's uh no, I don't really want to make alliances with libertarians. I guess I'll take what I can get, but like 
Ugh, imagine being a libertarian in 2020. Ugh. Hey, we're right here, and it's 2021. Get, oh, check yeah, the calendar. 2021. That's <laughs> so, right. We're well, like deep into 2021 now. Yeah. The other thing I would say about libertarians that, that I just want to qualify, I think that there's a huge segment of libertarianism or libertarians who are morally relativistic. I also share yeah. nothing with them. I'm not saying all. I think a huge component of the community believes in objective morality and believes that proper morality needs to be um needs to be upheld needs to be installed needs to be maintained we just don't think that the government is the proper force to do that but there's a there's a segment of libertarians who believe as long as you aren't harming me do whatever you want now yeah i i will defend people's decision right to make decisions for themselves that does not mean that all decisions are equally advisable or equally wise or good for society. Those are all considerations. It's just, yeah, the, the, yeah, the moral relativism component, I, I don't want anything to do with either. I, I, I believe in community and, and church and all of those things to create morally virtuous people. Um, of course, I'm on my own. I've, I'm having my own ideological struggle or philosophical struggle in figuring out what I think about those things. But I, I, I don't. I don't want to live in a society where everyone just thinks, oh, you do you to the maximum extent and never think about what it means for your life as an individual or the community in which Isn't you live. Isn't that the staple of libertarianism? My beef with libertarianism is that right now it's such a luxury. It's such a luxury to believe that we could live in a libertarian society. Give me like a hefty dose of tribalism from all these people and maybe we can start seeing eye to eye but like the modern libertarian is worthless to me especially the open borders libertarian yeah i i guess the 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 question would be who what is the proper force for installing and upholding morality and virtue and and government i i would say is virtually useless in that regard widespread christianity and a homogenous population Case I don't closed. necessarily disagree so long as everybody has voluntary so long as everybody has voluntarily associated with that and they're not being bludgeoned into it then I don't really have a dispute with that yeah but what if uh societal standards on shame are basically forcing them <laughs> into patterns of behavior how is that any different that's that's not exactly voluntary compliance I suppose I mean I, I'm not going to argue that shame has no place there are certainly behaviors that are destructive to the self and the community that should be discouraged as long as shame does not come with captivity, as long as you are, if you are being shamed and held captive to it, I have a little bit of an issue with that. But if you, if you're being, if you can um, disassociate, if you can leave, if you can opt out of that place where you feel like you're being unfairly shamed, I think that community is kind of entitled to its shame, to be honest. Well, yeah, I mean, but you really shouldn't be able to opt out or then it doesn't work for anybody. Well, yeah, because you have to opt into that society or not. But then you're just a homeless person. You're somebody living on the fringe of society. Well, that that's on you. You know, at that point, like you can decide: Do I like the homeless life better than I like integration into this group? Take yeah. your pick. But I think staunch social norms are, by their very nature, confining. So. I suppose, but well, I mean, I, I want people to choose them at the end of the day. I want people to live moral, virtuous lives, but I want them to choose them and know why they're doing it, not be forced into yeah, it. Yeah, I don't care if people choose it or not. Yeah, and then maybe that's too happen. idealistic. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe people are dumb, of, Matt. They're dumb. They need to be told what to do. I know. I want a society of philosopher kings who understand, who have right, the examined life so that, that Socrates uh, told us all to live but you know 
I look at these people, these leftist sheeple, like these retards yeah. with all the, the tranny agenda and all this stuff. And yeah. fundamentally, it pisses me off and I hate it. But I also look at them and I'm kind of reassured because once we can control the cultural paradigm again, these people will just fall in line. Imagine uh, the yeah. entire country being filled with people like you. It, it People are way more responsive to coercion, intimidation, force than I would like them to be, no doubt. And I, I that's going to help us later, though. It's gonna they, help us later. I, I don't like that reality. But what's my beef with the left? They live in the world of what they want things to be rather than the world of what is. And mm-hmm. I know that I have a lot of philosophical ideals, but I probably have to return some of those to the reality of what is. And to the point that you're making, I don't think everybody is a philosopher King who yearns for freedom and wants to know exactly why they do everything that they do. I do think there's a segment of society. that's like, I don't want to think I want to be told what to do by someone smarter than me who I perceive. That's at least the way it perceive. should be though. That's well, the only way society works. If it were, if it were 330 million use, it, everybody would just be sitting around talking about the logistics and the morality of it would be so annoying is so annoying we need one we need like a one to 500 ratio of you to thoughtless retards that just do what they do <laughs> but then you okay but then you have the problem if you put guys like me in charge of directing those people i'm going to say I, I have a moral problem with this i will not do that that's what's gonna happen and that's why you need a ruthless king i know to whom uh you know even even you have fear of uh, no, I, I, I'm, well, hmm, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that makes sense. I think the to truth whom is you are beholden to. What was I trying to say? My, my brain doesn't work. It's that time of night. Thank you for the thought provoking question, obviously, uh, Jake. And, um, yeah, I, I, libertarians are given a hard time, I think for a lot of justifiable reasons. And I think they're kind of inaccurately characterized in a lot of ways too. So libertarians in 2020 or 21 are skeptics and 2017 i don't know i would i would call myself a libertarian over a conservative well that but, means nothing too yeah. but i hate labels i just i yeah. i believe in constitutional values call me whatever you want you know uh, i don't really care about those uh, label distinctions um scott says i get the argument that you shouldn't be required to get a license to carry because of 2a i 100 percent agree however i think that we have lost the fight in many states but for uh, my Georgia weapons carry license I had, I can carry in 34 states plus Puerto Rico. I feel like it would be easier to get those 16 holdout states on board for reciprocity before constitutional carry. And remember, you still need to be prohibited, be a prohibited person with, um, oh, wait. And remember, you still need not be a prohibited person with a concealed carry. And some concealed carry states only allow residents to carry, even if Georgia became a con- uh, concealed carry cease, uh, Oh, constitutional carry, not concealed carry. Became a constitutional carry. Oh, okay. I was was getting confused, but CC means constitutional carry, not concealed carry. I would still renew the license because I have more freedom to move around the country than carrying currently with a license. And $30 every uh, five years isn't a lot of money. But until all 50 states are constitutional carry, I think we should be fighting for reciprocity first. Uh, Just my two cents. Well, I agree. Um, And I I am... my state is now constitutional carry. I still hold a permit. I will hold a permit because if I want to go to Idaho, I want to go to Wyoming. I want to go. Um, and well, Idaho is constitutional carry, but can a Montana resident carry without a permit in Idaho? I don't know. It's constitutional carry. Of course. Right. 
Well, I don't know. You ha- or in some states, you have to be a resident of that state. The, the, benefit, ah. the benefit of the permit is that in states that require them, whatever their system is, you, you get the benefit of carrying there. So I'll continue to, to hold a permit. And in Montana, uh, a permit is the quickest way, a concealed carry permit is the quickest way to buy a gun. They don't actually have to run the NICS background check. You just show them that I'm, a, I'm not a prohibited person. Like he was saying, I, I have the concealed carry permit. I would like this firearm. Thank you very much. I'll be on my way. And uh, that's efficient, too. But, but what I love about constitutional carry is that if you're a person who happened to defend yourself in a justified situation and you were carrying without the stupid piece of plastic, you shouldn't be prosecuted for that. If your only crime was not carrying the stupid piece of plastic. So yep. I agree. Uh, why not all? That's what I would say. Why not all? Michael Schleck. This isn't a real question. I've been eating a lot of yogurt and granola lately. I find that I pour my yogurt first and then top it off with granola. Who pours yogurt? Is he European? (laughs) Homo. Is there a fundamental difference between doing that and pouring your milk first and then adding cereal? Yeah, it's the viscosity of the liquid. That's a good word. I forgot about that one. Correct, (laughs) though. I, I, I just, uh, what a douche. I suppose wow, I'm being my, so mean today. I, I like my, Michael Schleck. My dispute with the, uh, the, the cereal, the milk before cereal thing is, in my mind, the ratio is decided by the cereal in the bowl. What kind of weirdo decides the quantity of cereal based on the quantity of milk in there first? And not it's only monstrous. that, but you have, like, if you put milk in first, you, you want milk on the cereal. You pour the milk over the cereal. If you put the milk in first the cereal on the top is not going to get milk on it until you stir it up, but that's just an extra step. Yeah. So why would you make it more complicated in the case of the yogurt? I guess you're still going to be mixing it. I I don't eat. uh, What are these called? Parfaits. Would that be the term? I don't know. I I don't eat them frequently. The correct answer is stop eating parfaits. You fruit. That's that's, (laughs) that's the, that's the correct answer. Michael Schlank. Parfaits. Is that? I don't even know. Uh, I'm gonna look it up. Is that the definition? What's the definition of parfait? A dessert consisting of layers of ice cream, fruit served in a tall glass. Okay, so it might a not be. Parfait is not a dessert. Well, this picture has granola in it, so which is cl- squarely a breakfast food. Yeah, these the, granola is not a dessert. I well, no. Sometimes you can have like granola. Certain baked goods are kind of granola y. No. I guess. What a weird conversation. Thank you, Michael. Henry says, since you discussed a lot about raising kids last call in show, I thought I'd ask if you think that it is ethical to have your kids do chores without rewarding them in any way. Personally, I'm skeptical of it solely because your kids don't didn't ask to be born. <laughs> How do you feel? Can you put them up to labor? Well, they yeah, didn't ask. Sure. Yeah, I, 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 I actually. I haven't thought about this. I don't want to be over rewarding for for I, I want i want my kids to understand the value of work for its own sake i suppose that's tough to teach to a really young kid like i'd like to teach the kid listen you're going to help us maintain the house around here because a well-maintained house is beneficial for the entire family and it's a source of right. dignity and pride for us and it has all these rewards that are inherent to it beyond whether i give you a candy bar or not but if your kid is really young maybe you just go the candy angle. I don't know. I hadn't thought of that, but I don't, I don't think I want to do the, the reward game. I want to, I want to teach the kids the value of work. 
Yeah, of course it's ethical. Why do you have children for that sweet, sweet slave wages labor? <laughs> yeah. I get, um, yeah, well, I guess I haven't thought about the deep, the philosophical ethics of forcing Ugh. your kids to do work. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, as long as it's, well, I guess what would be abusive in that way, though? Like what, there's got to be a line at which it like would be Like if they don't do chores, beating them. That's abusive. Or like how much work. Let's say you're forcing them to get up at 6 a.m. and they all they do is work and that's it and they never have any enjoyment. Is that abuse? No, no. My mom was really good about this. It was like uh, she she made us do work and stuff, but we never had to clean the toilets or like none of the really bad stuff. That's like really true. I don't know that I cleaned many toilets growing up. Yeah. Yeah. My and dad she did our laundry um, and dishes. When we moved out to Montana, uh, the place my parents built uh, their house. And I was, I was about 10 at the time, uh, very rocky soil. And so, you know, my parents were trying to plant trees and do all the landscaping and stuff. So hauling rocks became the ultimate chore. Got to haul rocks, man, wheelbarrow full of rocks, dig up the rocks, move the rocks. Just that, that's just old school, hard labor, moving rocks, man. So yeah, uh, hauling rocks was kind of the gag, but it was a reality too. And I guess I'd rather do that than clean the toilets. Yeah. Make you strong. Uh, that was that Henry. Yeah, yeah. Stevens up next. Steven, would you be willing to live in a densely urban environment if the whole population of the city was politically aligned with you and governed to your liking? Hell yeah. I love living in cities. Um, I've lived in lots of cities. There were tons of aspects of it that I really enjoyed. I like tiny living. I like living in small, little small spaces. Mm. Um, but it was just, you know, minorities plus leftists equals disaster in every city that I lived in. So, but yeah, give me a, give me a city that's with people like me and I'm, <laughs> I'm all it. I think you enjoy uh, your urban living a lot more than I do, but I do enjoy the visitation. And if I, in an ideal world, if I could afford it, I would love to have say like an apartment or a condo in a city. Cause I like, yeah, I like going to sports games or I like going to city events and I like it in doses. Like I can handle it for a weekend, but then I got to get back. Yeah. So yeah. that that's how it would work out for me. I, I would not want to live in a city permanently, even if it was uh, actually mostly peaceful. And even if, you know, there wasn't uh, all the issues that plague urban environments right now. I just I, I, I have to be farther away from people. I get very it's not that I'm claustrophobic. You know, in any you need a little real space, sense. Yeah. It's just I need to be away from people. I just don't like that many people around me. Steve says, both my wife and I agree the student loan forgiveness that Biden is promoting is a bad idea for the country for moral reasons, but it would benefit us greatly as my wife still has a decent amount of student loan debt. If it does happen, do you think it is immoral for us to benefit from something we see as wrong? This is an interesting question. We we hear this with government benefits all the time. If you oppose. Oh, no, ride the tiger and do what you got to do. Um yeah. The only people that are concerned about this from a moral perspective are uh, white conservatives. The Here's an interesting anecdote. I have a dear friend who is one 256th Cherokee Indian. Mm -hmm. So basically not at all. And she Elizabeth gets free Warren Indian. Yeah. 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 She's always like, I don't know if I should use this free health care. I'm like, use it. Use it to help you and your family. Like, there's got to be a there's got to be a line here because, uh, well, uh, on the one hand, if you don't do this, 
you are putting yourself at a disadvantage relative to other people. You're, you're going to have a lot of debt that other people don't have. And what, how would it even work? Like if they do this student loan forgiveness, do you have the option to opt? Can you opt out and say, no, I would like to still pay it. I, I don't even know if that would work, but let's put it this way. Just there's gotta be some defining line or principle because for example, I've had friends who benefit for state programs like food stamps or things like that, who definitely don't need it, but are eligible anyway and still take advantage of it. And yeah. I've always thought, I don't know, that's kind of scummy that you scummy, do that, yeah. uh, even though it is perfectly legally square. So what is the line on this? Just because a government program is out there, what is the moral line in taking advantage of it? Like, if, do you think, do you think it's scummy for my friend, a hypothetical friend? I'm not even naming a specific one, just a hypothetical friend who say doesn't need food stamps, but qualifies to take advantage of it and, you know, buy a bunch of pizzas or whatever he wants. Mm. It's not great. What would be the distinction between that and the student loan thing? Well, it just depends on how, uh, how much you're contributing to society. What is your friend? What's his jam? Uh, well, at the time this was happening, he was actually a student, a college student. Did he become something worth uh, Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Okay. I'm fine with that. I don't know if he still does or not. This is, this is a person who's kind of out of my life a little bit. Just use it while you need to and then... But he didn't need to. That's the thing. He didn't. He just could. Well, mm. Yeah. Okay. I think it's dependent on how much of a contributor to society you're going to be or you are right now. And if you're going to use it in perpetuity. Hmm. I don't know. Obviously, I don't have a clear, a clear, a clear on the student loan thing. I'm going to say, listen, uh, this this is going to get so chaotic and crazy that if you don't take it, uh, you're you're going to put yourself at a disadvantage relative to other people. So you kind of just have to go along with it. But I, I I'm not satisfied that it's actually the moral thing to do. Yeah. That said, we live in such a fundamentally immoral society. <sighs> How much, how much morality are you willing to uphold to put yourself at a disadvantage relative to other people? I don't know. I wish I had a cleaner answer for you. I'll have to put more thought to this. Thank you for the yeah. thoughts and good luck to you guys um, with, uh, with the situation. Uh, oh, who's next? Darth Grader. Okay. Matt, on the physical discipline question, under what circumstances and at what age would you find it justifiable for someone to take a swing at your kid for mouthing off, et cetera? How does that inform your own physical response to your kid's behavior? Hmm. Uh, I I don't think that anybody, let's see. I mean, this is, this is shoot from the hip type answer. Anybody who took a physical swing at my kid, who, if, if that kid's a minor, I'm going to call that out of bounds. Now I know there's some gray area there that if my kid's 17 and talking shit to a 20 year old and he gets punched, you know, uh, but as a general rule, I don't think adults should be hitting minors period. Um, how does that inform your physical response to your kid's behavior? Because we talked about the non-aggression principle last week, right? Okay, so I get, I gather, I guess what the, what you're trying to say is, if I'm if I'm willing to say that any adult would be unjustified in hitting my minor child, why aren't I unjustified in hitting my minor child? Well, I think it's the father's responsibility to install discipline, and I also think they're different; they're fundamentally different circumstances beyond just the relationship 
of me to the kid versus the stranger to the kid. Um, and, and it, it would happen in different circumstances, I suppose you would say. I also think it, let's put it this way. If, if someone came up to my kid or let's, let's say my kid is 15 and he's talking shit to a 20 year old and the 20 year old says, please stop doing that. I, I am not enjoying that. You are doing this to me. And he keeps talking shit, please. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I'm really not enjoying this. And if you continue to do this, there are going to be consequences for this happening. And he continues to do it. And then he gets punched after several warnings that's also morally different than a guy just saying, hey, kid, you look stupid and punching the kid in the face. Yeah. And this is what I'm talking about. Obviously, if if my kid doesn't do his chores, am I going to smack him right away for that? No. What I'm saying is there it has to remain on the table as a last resort disciplinary mechanism that that the kid needs to know that that's an option on the table. And, you can't and hit your kids. Uh, I, I just don't agree with that premise. I think that it's also also what are we talking about? I'm not talking about <laughs> we're not talking about like drawing blood. We're not talking about uh, uh, whipping a child or something like that. We're talking about a spanking for a child that d- does not demonstrate discipline. Discipline. I don't know. I'm not gonna be able to do it. But I also don't necessarily know that the mother should or has to i think that the the roles are so fundamentally different actually last week this spawned an interesting conversation with my wife because she's anti as well but of course she couldn't and i don't think would ever but that's that's kind of the issue is that for our future kids we're going to have fundamentally different roles all right I, i don't think mom is going to be disciplining the kids in general and that's not really her role is and will be nurturer my role yeah. will be discipline. I I will say though that when I think of a situation in which I would want to spank my kid is if they ran out in front of a car. Sure. Yeah. Um I, I received some emails from uh I received emails on both sides of this and the people who were on the pro side, they uh, one email I got that I thought was really insightful was I basically treated it as a three strikes rule. You know, there are there are several warnings before that option is ever deployed. And Thank God I pretty much never had to be deployed. And that that's my hope. I don't I don't go into this with any sort of hope that I would ever have to spank a kid. But I recognize that if that it is my job as a father to make sure that child uh, exhibits appropriate discipline and doesn't go out and show a lack of respect and discipline with other people. And so I have to keep that option on the table because I will not raise a child who doesn't respect other people who di- who 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 shows no discipline around them, who doesn't understand. I think, I think maybe in a weird way, sort of what you're teaching is. So the circumstances that you're, you're describing Darth Grader don't happen. I don't want my kid to go out into the world and think there are no consequences for mouthing off and being a total jackass because there are, whether they're right or not, whether it'd be justified for this hypothetical adult to hit my kid or not. The reality is if you go out into the world with a total lack of discipline, that is a consequence that will find you eventually. And I guess I'd rather have it found by my hand in an environment that I can control than by some stranger out there who might not be as merciful to my kid, you know? Well, I don't know. Uh, regarding the Santa question, my extremely conservative family always had gifts from Santa mixed in with gifts from family, but we also got gifts from the family pets. It's a good way of allowing make-believe fun without the potential harm of deceiving your kids. Hmm. I guess what I don't understand about this is how is that less of a lie? Well, like the kid knows it's not from the pet, obviously. Yeah, I guess. 
the question there is, are, are all lies wrong in that way? Or is there such thing as a good natured, beneficial lie for your child? It's just some fun. Yeah. I'm definitely doing the Santa thing. Uh, I, I just want my kids to have those sorts of experiences that you're describing, which are just magical, fun, tradition, all that kind of stuff. I just, I don't know. I, I do. I guess I do worry about the consumerism component of it that you talk about. Yeah. Though. Do I want them to be excited about Christmas because of stuff or do I want them to be excited about it because of family and, and maybe down the road faith or whatever? I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Trumpy says, Blonde, I don't think that you have made your thoughts about a public about Ivanka and Melania Trump. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Well, you don't talk about Melania that much, and I actually don't know if this is sarcastic, but it might actually be sincere. Um, Blonde's not a huge Ivanka fan, as far as I understand. Uh, There's more to the question. How do you rate them as women, uh, wives, and mothers? I cannot get over how beautiful, accomplished, put together... Down to earth, Ivanka is. Don't uh, don't think she ever strayed off the path into drugs, alcohol, party, uh, party or slutty zone. Can't wait to hear your opinion. Be you know, before com- Ivanka got that chin implant, nose job, breast implants combo, she was not attractive. She was not attractive. I didn't realize um, she had a bunch of work done. Actually, yeah, Google Ivanka Trump before plastic surgery. Okay. Um. Oh, okay. well, she does so, look a lot different. You're right. Uh, Way I hate the Kushners so fucking much. I hate them so much. And the fact that she has married somebody in order to gain more political power and then used her influence, which she's just a straight up leftist to like help institute a bunch of policies for working moms and all this horse shit. I think she's a phony and she probably was a huge slow. We'll, we'll never know. <laughs> um, and Melania, I mean, yeah, she's poised and she's smart and she speaks five languages. But we also have to think that she is the much younger third wife of a multi-billionaire. So, you know, not so great either. Uh, do you fault her for that? Like, you think she just should have never entered that marriage or what? I don't know. It'd be really hard to turn down all that money. Hmm. But let's not acting. Let's not act like you know, there were no material gains at stake here. Uh, but Ivanka Trump is just the worst. Just I, when you look at the pictures, you're right. It's, it's, uh, very obvious. I guess I just don't realize what she looked like before. Cause I've only known her in the context of the last few years, I guess. Um, I don't, I mean, the question wasn't for me, but, I, but, uh, but a lot of the stuff that she had posted on Twitter over the last couple of years about the wage gap and a whole bunch of other uh, just uh, leftist nonsense that uh, made me not really a fan. Um, yeah. The wage gap. What a dumb bitch. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, there you go. Trumpy. Uh, that's why I asked. That's why I was wor- or unclear if the question was sarcastic or not. But in general, to be fair, if the question is, hey, blonde, what do you think about this person? You mean that piece of shit, son of a bitch? That's pretty much the default answer. No, I like Andrew Anglin. Okay. And I like I, I, all the people I've done interviews with. You have to. I, You're I got, okay. I got some email a few weeks ago that's like, Blonde said that she liked him and I need you to disavow. And da, 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 da. And it's Andrew like, Anglin? Yeah. 
Why? So I get on the I get on the hook. Well, he has a, he has a few controversial views, but the um, the context of that discussion that we had that prompted that particular email was uh, was about him being the canary in the coal mine of the of Internet censorship. And on that, I uh, I'm very interested in his story. I mean, the, he, yeah. uh, you know, the, he was one of the first people chased around the Internet in this way. And of course, what's happened to him is happening to people of more and more mainstream perspectives. Well, yeah. And everybody wants to act like he's this hardened anti-Semite. First of all, you can't be a Nazi outside of the literal context of Nazi Germany. You, you, you can't actually be a Nazi now. You can't. Okay. Um, but, well, I mean, you can hold the same, you can hold the same views. Fine. And call people national socialists. It's not the yeah, same yeah. thing. Sure. Um, and he's not that either. I think that well, he's what's been, up, I actually don't know the specifics of his views. What he's, he's portrayed as a militant racist basically, but yeah. what, what are sincerely speaking? What are his views? I don't know. What is his ideal society? I suppose. I think that he is a trolley white nationalist. Mm-hmm. I've seen the headlines over at the old uh, daily stormer. They are uh, quite provocative. Yeah. It's funny though. <laughs> So little, so few things are are funny these days. It's they're shocking. I mean, I will never forget some headlines I've seen. I can't even repeat on air to just the reason I had to go there just so people understand the reason the last time I visited there was because there was a stream outside of the ICE facility or Homeland Security federal court, a federal facility in Portland and Antifa had been out there yelling racial slurs at minority cops. (laughs) <laughs> and the only place I could find the link to this video after mm-hmm. scouring the internet yeah. was a Daily Stormer article with the most ridiculous headline ever, which was based Antifa calls out slur slur cops. That was the See, headline. He's so funny. And, well, he's that's funny. the thing is when I when, in my limited exposure, I, I don't know. It's not that I'm looking at this. I just I don't know how to read it. Is it serious? Is it not? I'm just there know. to look at the video. That's where I got. That's where I needed to get the video. That's it. Um, I, I think, you know, it's it's a dose of comedy. I don't think that everything's everything's to be taken so seriously. Uh, but I don't think that he is what he's been made out to be. And he's Christian. Hmm. So I don't know. Um Connor, anyway, how did, a, how did an Ivanka question turn into an, an Andrew Anglin breakdown? I, cause I was thinking about how I hate the Kushners and then it made me think about Andrew Anglin. <laughs> I don't know. You know, who's right about this. <laughs> <laughs> what does this become? I'm joking. Uh, Hey guys, Connor. Um, first I want to say, I love the show. I have a short question, which is, which is that? Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, this is this is a sky question. Um, what do you all think about the argument of natural versus human rights? I, I will sit back and let you answer this for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. I personally prefer natural rights and view them as more objective and less reliant on the state for their existence. Thanks in advance. Now, the way you get both of us to talk for 45 minutes is to ask, do you think that there's a natural right to circumcision? That's that's a doozy. Yeah. Uh, Add in some MLK stuff and this is a four <laughs> hour is, show. Then it's over. <laughs> yeah um i actually i might need you to define terms but as far as i understand in general this would be a distinction between positive and negative rights so natural rights 
in general are are rights more or less to be left alone to to summarize them you have you have a you have a a right not to be intruded upon by other people in living out your life and fulfilling your purpose human rights usually when people say uh, usually when people use that term, they mean things like you have a right to housing, you have a right to health care, you have a right to clothing or shelter. They mean you have a right to stuff. And the big problem with human rights as opposed to or a big problem with positive rights in general as opposed to negative rights is what you're saying fundamentally is that you are entitled to the labor of somebody else, that you um, have an entitlement for someone else to provide their work for you regardless of whether they whether or not they consent to it. And of course, what the definition for that, believing you have an entitlement or ownership of other people's labor is slavery. And I know that people think that's an exaggerated term, but that's that's what that means. They might push back and say, well, if you have a right to health care, we're not talking about enslaving doctors because they're going to be paid. Well, OK, but you don't get to tell someone you must do this work for this wage under penalty of law because if they don't consent to that arrangement, it's still exercising ownership. It's still dictating over their labor. And fundamentally, I think a person of a natural rights perspective would say, no, that doctor owns his own labor and he is the only one who can give that labor to somebody else. Therefore, he must consent to it to have that uh, to have that labor delivered, morally speaking. So. Uh, yeah, human rights are a bunch of crap. Human rights is just a, usually just a list of stuff that people think you're owed as a person. Now, of course, we'd all agree, I think, a good society would provide these things far and wide. But which society has done that? The society that yeah. put natural rights first and foremost and allowed free people to build good lives for themselves. That's how we've caused humanity to prosper such that human rights are more taken care of now than they ever have been in human history. So... Anyway, do you have anything to add to that? Sure don't. Okay. Jay says, uh, Blonde, my mother-in-law bought... Oh, sorry. It's Your cursor is blocking me from reading this. Can you move it? There we go. Is that... I don't even know. If that's not. If that's not yours, then who the hell's in this document? There we go. Blonde, um, my mother-in-law bought my wife... What? Is that... Oh, <laughs> Blonde, my mother-in-law bought my wife and I a stay <laughs> Okay, at the Coeur d'Alene Resort this week. And any advice on things to do in a town for a couple with a seven-month pregnant wife? Well, congrats. Ooh, there's a good toy store called Fig Pickles. Um, let's see. There's a gourmet food store on Sherman. They're super cool about masks. They're mostly cool about masks everywhere. You could go axe throwing. That's the big thing these days. There's a place to do that near the house now, our house too. Wow, there's not a lot to do around here, is there? Well, seven months pregnant wife is uh, it's a big qualifier. Those hmm. were my best, my best. Uh, I uh, take a drive around the lake. It's very pretty around there. It's been several years since I've been to Coeur d'Alene, but it's hard in winter. Yeah. Dante, uh, have fun and let me know when you're in town. Uh, Dante beheaded. Hi, Matt and Blonde. I live in a southern state. My county has been under mask mandate since October. I went into a store to grab a few things unmasked and no one said a thing. I also walked right by police officers and they did nothing. You are right. This ends when we say it ends until we speak again. Stay brave and free. Good. I know. Good for you. I'm glad to hear it. And yeah, people are just going to have to start taking control of their own lives, plain and simple. 
These people are never going to give you your normal life back. They have no incentive to. They want to control your life until you don't remember what normality is. Incompetent Hand says, I know Hollywood is garbage, but it's interesting to watch the trends. In the 80s, there were a lot of vampire movies in the wake of AIDS. After the Soviet Union fell, there were tons of aliens. Post 9-11, we get zombies to represent an enemy that didn't care if they were dead. What do you think will be the new trend or the new trend will be in the Rona world or have politics replaced entertainment? Yeah, I don't know. Will we get a bunch of pandemic movies? Do people yeah, really want to watch that? We? I know they've made like Rona movies. There was that one with the trailer that we showed up, showed on the show. Yeah. But that's the last thing I want to watch. I don't want to watch a movie about quarantines and stuff <laughs> like that. Zombie movies kind of all are, are already pandemic movies in a way. Uh, I guess yeah, will, will movies come back in the normal sense? Like what's going to happen to that industry and to theaters and all that? I don't know. I think it's over. I mean, I, I, everybody knows I'm not a big movie guy, but I miss the movie, uh, the theater experience. I really do. I miss uh, the popcorn. I miss the big sound, the big uh, effects. Yeah. I want to go back to theaters. I just, I just don't want to be lectured. I, I want to see a good show and no, no politics. This is from his glorious radiance. I'm not reading all that. Yeah, um, we did that once. How sovereign should the individual states be? I reckon most agree that the feds hold too much power over the states, but how much and why stop at state level? How sovereign should individual counties be? What is the proper base level for political sovereignty? Mm. And what criteria would you use to define it? Those are all very good questions. Um, I would actually keep it lower than the state level if possible. Mm. Look at California. I mean, that's a disaster. County at, at a county level. I think that that's appropriate. Well, here's a question. Do you think 50 states is sufficient or should we have 3000 mostly autonomous counties in this country? Wouldn't that be something? Because here's the question and it gets at kind of a lot of the themes that, that you and I both get at. What is the balance between self-ownership, autonomy and community homogeneity or community, just community yeah. in general? There's got to be For you really logistical. Sorry, I didn't interrupt you. For well, you, just, you purposes, really need both is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we can't do it on a county level. Um, ideally, the the coalition of counties will reflect the state to a pretty high degree. Yeah. Right. I mean. Right. And that's uh, why. I, sorry. Go ahead. But states like California clearly need to be split into multiple states. For that yeah, maybe we should just have a population threshold because I agree. I don't have the, a problem with the states exercising most of that power and most of that autonomy because the difference from decentralizing power from the federal government to 50 smaller states is yeah. massive. The difference yeah. decentralizing 50 states to 3000 counties or however many there are, you, you don't that's not as much of a distinction. And then the question, the question when you keep getting down to lower, lower levels of authority. What do we share? Like, why are we even involved in the same thing at all anymore? Yeah. There's got to be a shared common set of values for any group of people to stay together there. Otherwise there is no reason for them to stay together. Why would we agree to be part of the same political unit if we share nothing at all? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Which is, uh, which is another, and there's another good question there. What should it mean to be a state? Like what does club membership mean? And I actually, I've wrestled with this in my head because, because, a lot of um, well, initially, the Constitution was supposed to apply. The federal Constitution was supposed to apply only to the federal government through the 14th Amendment and courts interpretations. We've applied the Bill of Rights to the states. 
I don't know that that's right process wise. Uh, you could have a legal scholar debate about that, but I guess I don't necessarily have a problem with a basic set of rules for club membership. Yeah. Like, could we have an Islamic state? I mean, like a literal uh, Islamophonia in the United States where because the federal government or the federal constitution only applies to the federal government, we look the other way while they behead people and uh, commit honor killings and all this. Mm-hmm. Or should there be a base level, a base level uh, commitment to the club when you join the club? Things like you will uphold free speech you will uphold the second amendment you will not do unreasonable search and seizure all that kind of stuff well i mean that's the problem with the country right now isn't isn't it that people aren't adhering to the fundamental tenets that we have all agreed upon yeah as a union of states um which is why secession is clearly in order yeah yeah i uh to to answer the question i think i think this the decentralized states with my solution, if I were designing a country, I think state level power is sufficiently decentralized and at a, at a good uh, compromise level where your locality is exercising the most authority over itself, but you still have, uh, you still have kind of a, a community with whom you have something in common around you. Um, but, but I wouldn't, in addition to that, I guess I would say I would want a baseline level of, uh, rules for club membership there should be some kind of extremely limited bill of rights style document that says here here's what it means to be a member of this club these things yeah it has to be enforceable though like i i have no interest in joining any kind of union of states where we still aren't executing people for treason it as we discussed earlier it brings me no joy to want to i i have i have no appetite to want harsher crackdowns or stiffer penalties but the oath to the constitution means literally nothing anymore. These people say it and then they betray it the next day there. There has to, there has to be some, some consequence for that. I know. But doesn't that really mean that the constitution means nothing anymore? No. It's like having uh, a law that nobody follows. The well, law right. is it, a, it's a piece of paper. It, it has mm-hmm. to exist in hearts and minds of people first, but the philosophy on which it's based is objectively true and needs to be upheld but yeah the the piece of paper can't defend you you have to defend the piece of paper so it it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if uh if what's written on the piece of paper came from god himself if people don't actually uphold it yeah yeah all right uh let's uh, catch up with some chat and we will call it a night sure I don't know where you ended. We're good on um, Tippy Stream. Um, thanks for hanging out, Darth Jones. Thanks for uh, contributing on Trova. We appreciate that. And I tried to get D Live going, but they banned our super chats again. Sometimes they allow us to do it. Sometimes they don't. Last one I read on YouTube was uh, Josh and Jesus about Chicago oh, gangsters right. stomping Antifa. Francois de la Pironne says. The new constitution needs to one prohibit one Congress from imposing spending on another Two, must require Congress to approve all regulations within one year. Mm. Three prohibit omnibus spending bills. I know the dollar just, it just means nothing anymore. Um, Josh and Jesus blonde. You see that I may work for Ruben for, Oh really? That's cool. Huh? Uh, That'd be awesome. If, uh, if you're able to swing that. 
Long Don John says, have you two seen the videos of the crowd at an Australian tennis game booing praise of the vaccine and booing harder at praise of the Victorian government? Best white pill I've had for a year. Please send that to me. Yeah, I haven't seen it. So um, send me an email because I would like to. The trans agenda. You make us mad too, blonde. <laughs> Is that the last one? Yeah, I think we're all set. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us tonight, guys. Much appreciated. We'll call it a night there. And of course, we'll be back at it on Sunday with whatever the hell happens between now and then. I don't have a lot in uh, in my notes, but did you see the uh, Biden saying the N word controversy? Stephen Crowder was talking about that. He Biden kind of slipped and said the N word, which you know the old man does that. But the YouTube transcription said the N word straight up, hard R, uncensored. Maybe we'll talk about that. I don't know. And uh, Good Pillow, David Hogg's pillow company, might already be dead. It's already over before a single pillow was made. Have a good night.